Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Reactionaries Podcast. My name is Jeff Crisco, and I'm here, as always, with my co-host, Joe Gruen. Joe, happy Hanukkah. Yes, happy fourth night, I think. Well, that now it's just <laughs> awkward. Yikes. All right, so uh, uh, welcome in if this is your first episode of the podcast. What we do is we watch bad action movies and we make fun of them. And uh, right now we are in the middle, well, I guess the beginning of what we're calling Death Sember. We're two movies in. Last week we did Santa with Muscles. This week is uh, Reindeer Games, which is an actual action movie, not like last week, which was a kid's movie masquerading as an action movie. Yeah, this is a movie that should be a little bit more serious and yet somehow is not. Somehow it's has more insane things in it, like somebody getting pegged with darts repeatedly. And somebody uh, demanding emphatically that they get some hot chocolate and fucking pecan pie. Pecan pie. And some which, which, fucking pecan pie. Which, is that how you say it? Pecan? Uh, no, I say pecan. See, I say pecan. Oh, that's how psychotics say it. Kate says pecan. <laughs> And I'm going to I'm going to hide this in here. I thought it was how I grew up saying it, but I realized I just said it that way because of Frank on Sunny from the oh, from where yes. he says the pecan Sandies, the pecan Sandies. So I just picked up pecan from from Sunny and now I'm, I'm too too dug in to back out of it. <laughs> that is a commitment. Uh, yeah. So it's it's just how I say the word now. I can't go back. Um, so <laughs> usually we have our our different months planned out. Uh, this month for December, which is a holiday-themed month, we have two holiday movies, and then Joe and I have exchanged gifts. gifts Secret Santas. Secret Santas of bad movies. And so this week, Joe is going to, at the end of the episode, open the movie for next week. And then I will, next week, open the movie for the following week. So Joe doesn't know what the next movie is, but I do, and I'm looking at it right here. And it's a terrible, terrible movie, Joe. Well, this is very appropriate because my birthday is, in fact, coming up in about a week. So we will be shooting this podcast right around my birthday. Right. There you go. So, Joe, you want to talk about 2000, rain- 2000 Reindeer Games? And we watched the director's cut, which, from looking it up, mostly involved elongating the scene with the darts. Yeah, that's what it was. Um, <laughs> because I actually ended up watching, accidentally renting the shortened version, the non-director's oh. cut. Uh, so I watched the director's cut first to kind of relax with, and then I took notes on the non-director's cut. But I can tell you for a fact that the primary difference is the elongation of the dart scene and the elongation of the scene right before the dart scene. Oh, the um, is that the one where they where they fall in the water, right? Where and they shoot that guy. So in oh, the yeah. director's cut, he actually goes to the shack. He walks slowly toward the shack opens the door, shoots the guy directly. Whereas oh. in the regular movie, he just shoots at the shack, it's over. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. So, um, and it looks like um, in the director's cut, I'm looking at a difference. It looks like the uh, uh, Dennis Farina talking to the uh, the yes. owners is longer as well. Yeah, a lot, a lot of racism in there. I was kind of glad to not have to take notes. <laughs> so <laughs> Although they, some of it still made the cut. So. Yeah, some of it, he had to have it in, in every edition of the movie, not just the director's cut. So, if Joe... that repeats line, that's going in. Why don't we go ahead and get started talking about Reindeer Games, and, and let's get started with the financials, Joe. Okay, Reindeer 
Games, released in 2000. So all of the horror that was predicted came to be. A pre-9-11 world, as some call it. <laughs> the turn of the millennium, the Y2K, was all really a prediction of this this movie. This was all this is all an allegory for Y2K, Joe. Right, right, right. Uh, directed by John Frankenheimer. Jeff, do you know who John Frankenheimer is? Directed Reindeer Games. Yeah, that's true. But also, he directed a ton of movies. Okay, he directed great movies back in the 60s. He directed The Manchurian Candidate. In the 90s, he directed um, the biopic for George Wallace. Oh, yeah. And... and- uh, uh, Island of Dr. Moreau. He directed Island of Dr. Moreau, which, Jeff, if you have watched the documentary that I was telling you about months back, you would know that he is a fucking insane person. <laughs> he is he is so – he came in – so there was an original guy who was directing Island of Dr. Moreau mm-hmm. uh, who would, like, basically storyboarded the idea. And, like, it was extracted – it was uh, based on a book – and he made all of these illustrations storyboarding like the way he was going to show it and prove it. And then the production company basically decided halfway through of him shooting. He was like, all right, we're going to switch over to John Frankenheimer because he's an actual <laughs> director and he's going to be able to do it for cheaper and get it, get this project moving along. Um, so John Frankenheimer comes in. None of the actors like him because none of the actors know him. And he doesn't like any of the actors and he does not try to like any of the actors. And he just fucks with people. That's constantly. crazy. That's insane because uh, Charlize Theron, in an interview, she's like, yeah, Reindeer Games sucks, but I really wanted to work with John Frankenheimer. Exactly. Because the big, big time actors, like the only big time actor in Island of Dr. Moreau, which was. Um, uh, do you want me to tell uh, you or do you Brando. want? Yeah, I was going to say, or do you want to think of it? <laughs> Marlon Brando uh, vouched for John Frankenheimer. And and so he when Frankenheimer came on, he basically told Brando he can do whatever he wants. So Brando just fucked with all the other actors constantly. Like he fucked with Kilmer. He fucked with the main actor. He fucked with Firuza Balk. He fucked with all of them. He was like playing pranks on all of the bit actors and stuff. So anyway, but what about John, Tom, Tomwara Morrison? Would he dare do that to Django Fett? Right. <laughs> so anyway, it's kind of funny because John Frankenheimer is like a notorious asshole. Um and he directed this movie, mm-hmm. uh, which sucks. So good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Joe, I would like to point out, uh, if you look at his IMDb page, uh, do you know what the last movie he directed was? No. Reindeer Games. There you go. <laughs> After that, it was a short, a commercial, and two other, a short and a made-for-TV movie. Well, Jeff, that might have to do with the uh, loss that he... <laughs> That happened in this movie. The budget was thirty-six million. The box office returns were thirty-two point two. That's not so. too bad in the course of the movies that we've done. Hey, it's still a four million drop. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, a, but it's not. You know, we've done a lot worse. I think any time a studio loses money, that's that's a bad sign for that director. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but Will Smith is still working after After Earth. Oh, yeah. Will Smith's going to work forever, though. Yeah. Um, so there's your financials. Uh, lost money. Of course it did. <laughs> uh, and are you ready to jump into the movie? Joe, I would love to. Okay. Opening shot. Dead Santas everywhere. 
which is kind of a cool opening. I actually didn't mind it. I like it. They're cutting to all these dead Santas. One's lying on the ground in a pool of blood. The other one's burned up on a car, like smashed through a car window. Another one's shot in the chest. Mm-hmm. So you're seeing all these dead Santas. You're like, what's going on here? What, what is, what's this about? Did I, did I walk into the end of this movie? Is this movie over? <laughs> right. Can I leave now? I no. was like, the jerk forgot to rewind this DVD. Or this, actually, this uh, digital copy. I am sure that's what was happening when there were VHSs of this movie at Blockbuster. People were like, what the fuck? <laughs> this guy, be kind. Rewind. Well, did I tell you about when I walked into the wrong theater for Red Dragon? And it was Ed Norton getting shot, and I thought it was the end of the movie. And I was like, <laughs> oh, it's not the end of the movie. I'm only like 10 minutes behind. Right, right, right. Um, well, Ben Affleck comes in to tell us that this is, in fact, the beginning of the movie. He says, to tell you the truth, I never was much for, I never was much for the holidays. It's been forever since I'd known a holiday. It's been forever since I'd known a holiday. Some of this stuff is so stupid. It's actually it's awful. throwing me off. Um, it been Okay. It's been forever since I'd known a holiday. Since I'd seen my family. Since I'd been with a girl. Since I'd driven a car. You see, cars are what put me here. Iron Mountain. Maximum security. I was riding a hard five for Grand Theft Auto. Meanwhile, my esteemed raping and murdering colleagues were up for the we're up for parole in three. World works like that sometimes. All the time, in my experience. Uh, no, it doesn't. No. and uh, <laughs> It doesn't work within, that way. Within the first three minutes of this movie, there's two awful uh, devices that are the never noir assigned. speak? The, they're, the that, yeah, the noir uh, uh, voiceover. And then the start off with the, the aftermath of something and then going six days before. Yeah, yeah, six days earlier. Yeah, it's like, oh, come on. And then we and get then a this bullshit claim that, like, he can get more time, two more years than rapists and murderers. And why? And he's getting maximum security for GTA. <laughs> for GTA. Like, come on. For nonviolent crime. Uh, ben Affleck is Rudy Duncan. And his top or bottom, I'm not sure, is Nick Cassidy. Um, of course, I mean bunks. Yeah. <laughs> Both are three days from getting out. Yeah, Nick, which is, which is like, do they just do that? They just clear out jail cells? They're like, all right, put the guys that are going to end together together, and then we'll just empty that out, and we'll be good to go. I would hope that they put people who are on the same time schedule in the same cells right from the beginning so they can make a friend all, all along the way. But he was in the jail cell for years before Nick Cassidy showed up. That's what I want to know who was in oh, the jail cell beforehand. Yeah. Right. Because Nick Cassidy's in there for murder. Yeah. When he gets out in less time than the GTA. At the same time. Um, so both are three days from getting out. Nick Cassidy is the asshole who whistles Christmas jingles in a prison yard. I would not be shocked if he gets shanked in this movie. Joe. No spoilers for the people. <laughs> so first thing Rudy's going to do when he gets out is get some hot chocolate, not eat a steak, not see his family, not masturbate in privacy. Nope. Hot chocolate. Some people belong in prison. Forget that. I mean, just, you know, using the bathroom in pi- privacy, any of that stuff in privacy. Like, I, dude, I, I think the first thing I would do getting out of prison after five years, is just sit alone in a room. Joe, as as you know, I did hard time. 
Yes. I was in the drunk tank. Yes, you were. <laughs> and I had to pee in the drunk tank, and it was awful. Joe, I know exactly Smart. how he feels. And when I, when I was like, you know what? When I was talking to the other guys. I was like, you know what? When I get out of here. I'm <laughs> <laughs> first thing I'm going to do. When I get out of here at 6 a.m., first thing yeah. I'm going to do. And that, the, also, we we skipped over it, but there's the third terrible narrative device in the first five minutes where he goes, that's me, Rudy Duncan. Yes, I didn't even put oh, that down. Just the, <laughs> just the the thing that people make fun of where it's like record scratch. Yep, that's me. Yep. I bet you're wondering how I got into this predicament. <laughs> they fucking did it in seriousness. They did it. The three worst ways to start a movie. They did oh. all three of them. Oh. The worst. Uh, Nick Cassidy says, and a piece of pecan pie, right? Rudy says, that's right, and a piece of pecan pie. Uh, this shit's supposed to be funny. Like I'm not. I don't, <laughs> I'm missing I don't it. Know, yeah, I don't know if it's supposed to be funny or. You know what it is? Is it's Ben Affleck just falls in this like. Does this, doesn't he? This like territory where you're like, am I supposed let's to laugh start at this? It. Yeah, let's start now. Let's start the shitting on Ben Affleck, because that's why I chose this movie. He sucks. He sucks, Jeff. I don't know how he's gotten big. He, You're right. He has a zone he falls into where he's like, I'm going to be Ben Affleck now, and you're going to like it. Yeah, where you're like, is, is, and, and for this movie, it makes the character be all over the place. Like, Everyone. he's, like, mouthing off when he should be scared, and he's, like, scared when he should be mouthing off. It's, like, there's right. no consistency because it's, like, he just, like, he, like, goes um, to bullshit. Frankenheimer. He goes to Frankenheimer, and he's, like, I'm just going to be Ben Affleck in this scene. And he's just, like, all right, do your thing, Ben. He's, like, and, you're the main main draw. You're going to get to do whatever you want. And I realize in this movie, he does all these mean – there's not, like, mean mugging, but he makes these little, like, sarcastic faces that, like, because he's handsome – it's like, oh, he's just like a dashing, like, uh, you know, like a rogue type. But it's the same faces that Jim Carrey makes and like Ace Ventura and stuff where he's also, just like Jeff. Is is he handsome? I would say because so. I don't think so. I, and I've, I've, I've been thinking this for a really long time. He's got a big chin. He's got big cheekbones. He's got a big forehead. Like, I don't know that he's all that handsome. He's just got, like... And when he smiles, it looks like his top teeth are, like, all misaligned. Uh, he was the... Let's see. Uh, I'm sure he was the sexiest man alive at 2002 one point. sexiest Who man alive. gives a so. shit? No, he's got the looks. He's got the looks, Joe. But Joe, <sighs> Joe, can I... Yeah. I, I would just like to point out something that makes him completely worthless. And I don't know if you know about this. Do you know about Ben Affleck's tattoo? No. Please okay. tell me. Joe, what do you think is the worst possible tattoo for Ben Affleck to have? Uh the Lucky Charms Elf. The Lucky Charms Elf? Okay. Can Lucky. I offer you can I offer you a giant back tattoo of a Phoenix that oh. takes up his entire Fuck. back? <laughs> Bro. <laughs> oh man. What the shit is that? It's like not even finished. The tails come off. I think it's supposed to be like a, a um, stylistically like something wrapped around it. But somebody pointed out, I saw this pointed out by somebody and then they were like, just think of all the movies you've seen Ben Affleck in. This is under his costume in all of them. It's under his costume when he's Batman. <laughs> like Batman has a well, back tattoo. But he didn't have it in this movie because we clearly no, see his back. 
yeah, he didn't. So I would just like to point that out that, yeah, he didn't. Uh, he didn't have it in this movie. But the type of person that Ben Affleck is got is, this Phoenix back tactic. Dude, I believe it. I believe it. He's Insane. he's garbage. Insane. Um, Nick's going to bang some girl he met through letters in prison. A bad move for sure, but infinitely more logical than getting hot chocolate. Well, I mean, he's he's got a real plan that he well, I guess depending on the gas station he goes to, he can't he can he can enact his plan for five bucks at a gas station. Yeah, so easily. <laughs> and probably get some hot chocolate on the way out. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he's thinking two steps ahead. R- Rudy puts the idea in Nick's head that he may be getting catfished, which is a dick move. Yeah, and um, I would just like to point out, Rudy Rudolph. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Nick, yes, Nick, yes. Santa Claus. Saint Nick. Just get it yeah. out of the way. No, I'm glad you caught it, too, because I was going to bring it up. I thought it was going to blow your mind. No, oh, you're well, right. No, it's because it was a big revelation on the, like, it was like, it's considered like a classic moment of how did this get made, who did reindeer games. Uh-huh. And I was like, let's just get it out of the way, because it would feel like ripping off them if we're like, oh, my God, it's Nick and Rudy. Right, right. And, of course, uh, the Virgin Ashley. The Virgin Ashley. And of course, Joe, who can forget Santa's elf? The Monster. Alamo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Alamo. <laughs> um, Rudy then says that maybe he should take her out. Maybe he should take her out. Spend a day or two with her. Uh, yeah, chicks dig butt chins and hot chocolate breath, you clown. They do, Joe. <laughs> he was sexiest man alive after he made this movie. Disgusting. Um, you know what it did? You know what happened? Here's how that happened, Jeff. That's right around the time he started dating J-Lo, and everyone's like, oh, J-Lo's hot as shit. So he must be hot, too. Joe. I remember this vividly. Joe, he's uh, a handsome man. Just let it go. Not. He is not. GTA or not, this guy... Oh, wait, wait, here we go. Yeah. Uh, make sure... This is what he says. Make sure you're getting the right merchandise. He's going to make sure... That his buddy's getting the right merchandise. I He's going to take Ashley for a test run. GTA or not, this guy belongs in prison. Uh, also, the girl's name's Ashley. That's right. Or is it? I mean, this is... He's talking about, like, like raping this girl. <laughs> like, date raping this girl. Wait, are you saying this movie where he, he's saying, I'll pretend that I'm Nick Cassidy yeah. and then have sex with this girl? Joe, I don't think they would do that in this movie. I I think that's where his head's at. Um, Rudy spots Alamo on his way back to his cell, an inmate who has it out for Rudy. Joe, do you know who plays the Alamo? I don't, Jeff. I'm very excited to hear it. I'll give you a hint. He was 6'2", 300 pounds, born November 14th, 1970. In uh, 10 seasons in the NFL, he racked up 53 and a half sacks. Reggie White? No, he was a first-team All-Pro for the 1997 San Francisco 49ers. Bryant Young? Dana Stubblefield. Dana Stubblefield? Who is currently in prison for rape. Ooh! Yeah, well, so it all a... comes it all comes full circle. He was method acting. He was a good choice for the role then. Yeah, so Dana Stubblefield. I'll be damned. Dana Stubblefield. Um, Pincher said oh, wait, wait 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 oh yeah uh yeah, said i'm sorry i was gonna say yeah they get some real middle school explanation of what's going on in this yeah pincher said alamo thinks that rudy was the one who ratted him out for beating up creed 
Yeah, and or, will you date me? Yes, no, maybe. Or maybe he just didn't take kindly to you joking about how you want to fuck his girlfriend when you get out. That's what Ben. That'd be great if that was Ben Affleck's move. He's like, "What you got there? Letter from your girlfriend? What do you say I take a test drive? <laughs> uh, what do you say I pretend to be you? Take a test drive when I get out." He's like, "I'm doing six months. She'll know it's not me. It's not you." I also, I'm black. <laughs> <laughs> also, yeah, I'm Dana Stubblefield. I am twice your size. <laughs> uh, Rudy has to listen to Nick's Ashley letters while working out in front of his wall of Ashley pictures. Uh, Rudy says she sounds mature for 25 is probably old as shit too. Yeah. That's not something that somebody under 30 says, Oh, you're really mature for 25. Right. Um, Nick doesn't miss Millie Bobek, the old cow he used to date. Ugh. I bet Millie Bobek is a real skanky, ugly girl. I bet uh, she doesn't show up in this movie ever again. That's right. <laughs> but yeah, we get that name thrown out there. Rudy switches his strategy. He calls Nick a pigo. That's right. And Nick, you seem to... Oh, I was going to say, no, you no, seem no. to uh, take Nick's side in this particular argument. I don't take Nick's side in this... Wait, do I? Because you think that Nick... You think that Rudy is ugly. I think Rudy's being a jerk for the first 15 minutes of this movie and maybe and, more. I was going to say, and the last 15 and every 15 minute increment in between. In between. He's he's just being a, an asshole. He's he's playing these mind games with his best friend in prison. Yeah. Well, actually, you know what? He isn't a bad guy in the last 15 minutes. I take that back. He's finally a good guy in the last 15 minutes. Uh, No, I'll explain why he's a bad guy in the what? last 15 minutes. Yep. Joe, um, what? He just yes. wants pecan pie. <laughs> um, he also yucks it up about how he'll date rape a drunk girl when he gets out. Remember that little exchange? He's I like, uh, <laughs> he's like, you'll be out there banging the drunkest girl at the bar. He'll be like, yep, another eggnog. Thank you, ma'am. Or so I don't know. I don't know what it was, but it was just awful. It was awful. Yeah. I mean, he's not a nice guy, Joe. He's doing five. He's doing a five years in a maximum security prison. I mean, he's got to do something terrible, like steal a car. But he's our protagonist. That's right. Oh, that's that's why I wrote that there's not a single person in this movie is good. It's likable. They're not even likable. Just there's not a single, like, morally good person in this movie. Because the guards in the in the prison are bad. Right. They're crooked. They're right. prisoners full of prisoners, obviously. I feel the, for the, yeah. I feel like for the waitress that has to dress skimpy, though. The waitress that has oh, she's always cold. oh yeah yeah she's always cold but um but then it's like the only like good people are like the kids that get thrown out of the the arcade at the hotel right 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 yeah but everybody in this movie is bad and poor um uh ashton kutcher who we'll get to later uh we don't know that i guess you that's true <laughs> you don't have a goatee like that if you're not up to something that's true uh, he's probably like slipping a roofie into the drink of the girl right before all that happened. Yeah. Uh, Rudy watches Nick as he sleeps. That's it. That's happening. Yeah. Uh, there's a whole scene just for that. So for lunch the next day, we have holiday jello with cockroach pate. Yummy, yummy. There's monsters in it, Joe. There's monsters in the jello. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Nick claims he'll be eating London broil and lobster bisque on his first day out, which seems a little. That's aggressive. Um, uh, yeah, I'm not sure that's going to happen for him. He's been in prison for years. Does he have London broil and lobster bisque money? Because I don't think he does. I don't think so. I don't think they pay well to Mm-mm. stamp those license plates. <laughs> also seems to think that the cafeteria chef lives at the prison. Um, maybe he does, maybe he doesn't. He's uh, a prisoner, Joe. <laughs> not sure about that. Uh, apparently, Ashley's brother's a truck driver. Mm-hmm. And believe it or not, that will actually come into play later on. Uh, a lot of this stuff that's happening between Nick and and um, Rudy comes into play later. Yeah. It's, so, all, it's all layers upon layers. It's all setting stuff up, Joe. Right. Rudy says he's been in the business world. Nick immediately calls him out on his bullshit, which I appreciated. It's like yeah. stealing cars is not a business. Yeah, it's not a business, man. Then he's got to keep him honest. Got to keep him honest. Then, Jeff, we get Isaac Hayes, and he is fed up with the quality of the cafeteria food. And he has, says, yells, hello, children. There's monsters <laughs> in the gelatin. Monsters <laughs> in the gelatin. Uh, yes, it's Isaac Hayes, chef on South Park. And I, I don't have a good riff on that. No. Sorry, Joe. That's <laughs> fine. Uh, it's just great that Isaac Hayes is in this movie for like two seconds. Dude, there, yeah, he's just in the, like, there's no reason for it to be Isaac Hayes and Dana Stubblefield are the two prisoners in this movie. Literally could have been anybody. Did yeah. not have to be famous people. Um, but this causes a riot, which is the perfect opportunity for Alamo to take mm-hmm. his shot at Rudy. But he misses Rudy, and he shanks Nick instead. Uh, Nick dies. I have a theory that he was sick of the whistling, and... Uh, he was the one to pull the trigger to finally end the, the prison yard whistling. Can you imagine how annoying that would be? To be doing like years in prison and some guys just always whistling. It's annoying in the real world when like people get overly Christmassy around Christmas time. This asshole is bringing that to a prison setting. Yeah. It's not like they have anything to like around Christmas to be like, you know, festive over. Yeah, oh, you know, Christmas, that the time of year where you spend time with your families, get gifts. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> the time the time of year where they have green jello instead of red jello. Right. And uh I to be fair, I'm kind of with the prisoners uh riding on this one cuz they're like, "You eat this food." It's like, "Yeah, the jello is full of cockroaches." Literally, yeah, so we shouldn't make it like they were mashed up. I said it was a pate. It's not exactly true. It's whole it's bugs. Just, it's like it's like if they put raisins in it, but they took the raisins out and put in cockroaches. And stuff. Yeah, and like, how did they like? How were the, did the guards not like look at it and be like, "There's bugs in all this Jello." Like, did <laughs> like what's the logistics of this? Did because they say later that Alamo took advantage of the food fight. He wasn't involved with the food fight. So there's just right. this whole other thing where this guy's like, "I'm just gonna feed everybody bugs." That's yeah, my I mean, game. there's like four cockroaches on each person's yeah. plate. That's a ton of cockroaches in that it's Jello almost mix. Almost as much cockroach as Jello. Exactly. <laughs> it's crazy. Like, and and how how did they procure that many cockroaches? I mean, I, I know, know it's a jail cell, but does he have like a bag of cockroaches? I want the logistics of this cockroach thing. I mean, it's like they were in there just breeding for months, and then they just dumped the Jello mix in on top. Maybe, of I mean, to be honest, maybe that's what happened. Uh, in his dying moments, uh, Nick calls out for Ashley. But Rudy reassures her that uh, him that she was probably a gross fatty. 
possibly even a man. He's like, I'll take that bullet for you. Which, um, real quick, if your cellmate dies in a um, jailhouse brawl, I hear you get all A's that semester. All A's that semester <laughs> in prison? Yeah. <laughs> That's what I heard is if your 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 cellmate gets shanked, you get all A's. That's true. Does it work the same for a suicide, like a a bedsheet suicide? Yeah. Well, you just got to make it look. You got to make it look like a suicide. <laughs> right. right. They get a little suspicious if you go through your third uh, yeah, cellmate like this one semester. And the like, best no, part. You, oh, you, I was gonna. Yeah. I was gonna say the best part is when they take Rudy away. They just kind of like hoist him over their shoulder. Right. <laughs> They're like, all right, let's get this bag of bones out of here. Like throw him in a sack and like Santa Claus back up the chimney. Yeah. Uh, later that night, a guard comes by to taunt Rudy in his cell while he's crying. Uh, one of the prisoners shouts, you're going to take that shit, Rudy? As if he has a choice. <laughs> yeah, he's in a jail cell. What's he going to do? Get days added to a sentence? Like the smartest, like the smart, he has less than two days left now because it's nighttime. It's like he's just got to keep his head down and shut up because what's he going to do? Grab the guard through the bars? He can't. Like he literally tries. Like he goes yeah. all the way up to the bars There's and he's like, oh, right. There's a wall of metal here. I can't yeah. get through. So uh, that'd be great if he just yells out. Yes. Yes, I am going to take it. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, he sleeps in Nick's bed and reads his Ashley letters, which is a perfectly normal way to honor a dead friend. That's right. Figure out all as much information as you can to pretend like you're him. Yes. Uh, next day, he gets out. A guard shouts, your world and welcome to it, you dumb fucks, as they leave. <laughs> it's <laughs> pretty aggro. Yeah, man, these are free. These are like freemen now. Like they've they've they paid their debt to society and you just give them one last kick on the way out. It was an unnecessary, um, to say the least, comment. Yeah. Uh, a little little rude, Joe. I'm not going to lie. A little bit. Yeah. And they, it's great because they all don't even notice. It's not like one of them turns around and goes, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're all just hugging their families, like being happy. Uh, Rudy walks right by Ashley, played by Charlize Theron, our our uh, one of our faves from yeah. back in the day, Cipher. Cipher, Joe. So there's another Fast and the Furious connection to this movie, which we will get to. Ooh. Yeah. Um, is Dana Stubblefield also in Fast and Furious? Dana Stubblefield played Tej Parker. <laughs> For one scene. For one scene. His, his body double as he was like <laughs> diving out of one of the cars. Um, so Rudy walks right by Ashley and he walks right into the bus. He's got to get that hot chocolate first. Then he'll circle back. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's like, stay here. Uh, I'm I assume this is a round trip bus. I'm going to go get some hot chocolates, a pecan pie, and I'll be back for you. Look, I made myself a promise a year ago what I was going to do when I got out. This is part of the plan. I'm not breaking it for you. Uh, for a second, Rudy thinks he won't try to steal his dead best friend's girlfriend, but changes his mind when he sees a couple basically dry humping in the seat next to him. In the prison bus, which I feel like you... you Gross. I feel <laughs> like there's rules against that. Even just in civil society, that's just gross. Yeah, that's true. Well, I mean, it's like, what, did he just get out of prison or something? Jeez. Am I right? Am I right, folks? Um... The bus is pulling away, but then Rudy hops out, tells Ashley that he is 
Nick. This is our protagonist, folks. This is who we get. Yeah, this is who we're rooting for. A guy who's like his. Uh, he described Nick as his best friend. Yes. And he's he died. Crying. He died yesterday, two days ago, two days ago. I think yesterday. And he's just like, all right, let me, let me, uh, let me just bag your girl for you. <laughs> it's ridiculous. And we find out, okay, so we'll learn this whole plan hinges on him pretending to be Nick. Yes. What if he's just like, hi, I'm Nick's cellmate. He died. Can we go get right. a cup of coffee? I, like, I feel bad. I'd like to explain to you how he felt about you. What if he was a good friend? What if, like, yeah. he has to be, this, this whole plan hinges on Nick knowing that, um, and I'm going to say this carefully. Nick knowing Rudy's, Rudy is a sociopath. Yes. It all hinges on Nick going, well, if I die, Rudy's going to try to take my place. Guaranteed. That yeah. we can check off. We That's going to happen. Yeah. Because this whole movie almost never happens. Almost. almost if those people happened. aren't dry humping on the bus, this movie doesn't happen. He just rides the bus off and sayonara. It's that hot chocolate. And that pecan, pecan pie. fucking pie. Uh, Nick drags her, (laughs) okay, Nick, I say, quote unquote, it's Rudy. Yeah. Rudy pretending to be Nick. We'll call him Nick from here on. I say, I do Nick with quotes. quotes. Yeah. Drags her to get that hot chocolate, which is great. (laughs) They go to a diner. He's really awkward. Ashley's like, are you going to talk to me? (laughs) And the best part is. He's like, uh, she's like, oh, the radio said it's negative five. He's like, it's not negative five. That's a weird thing. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> How do you, you meteor? You think you know better than a meteorologist? Pick your battles, like on the first yeah. date, right? Like, you know, pick your arguments. Yeah, and I, my my my. Here's my question: Do you think this is actually Ben Affleck going? Wait, no, no, no. You can't have na- numbers less than zero. Zero is the smallest number. Right. You can't have <laughs> negative five. <laughs> Dude, here's the other thing. That's an argument that people who have been married for like 30 terrible years have. Oh, Not yeah, where they argue about the weather. Who just met. <laughs> yeah. That's that's not an argument for, for a new couple. Uh, explains to her that he got on the bus. Because he was self-conscious. She believes him because of the butt chin. He's a handsome man, Joseph. Rudy's an effortless sociopath in this scene. <laughs> okay? Seriously. Effortless. It, there's not even a hint of remorse in what's going on here. It's just him thinking about how the next thing he can say to convince her that he's Nick. Yeah, it, it, he's just trying to figure out how to make it all click. Like he's he's like looking at her like she's like a puzzle box, and he's just yeah. trying to figure out how to make it all click into place. His eyes are just like permanently up and to the left. <laughs> yeah, just like wonder if this will work. And um, yeah, this there there's a real insane thing that Charlize Theron says. Um, do you have it about how she's like? Well, I thought I wasn't attractive enough. <laughs> no, no, this is great. Ashley thought he got on the bus because of her hideous coat. Nick says he likes her coat. His lies know no bounds. <laughs> yes, it is a hideous coat. But she was afraid her hair or her coat or her looks were bad. Is this Charlize Theron? She's yeah. like objectively, ob- objectively an attractive person. And she's like, oh, I'm this hideous monster. 
She's trying to pick these things. But it's funny because they gave her shitty looking hair and a shitty coat. Her coat is awful. It's like <laughs> silver. Like not even like dark. It's like reflective silver. It's like silver puffy. It's like it's like something that like a parent would get a kid at like a discount rack at Marshall's. Well, and so the parent could like see the kid from far away. Right. If the kid runs off, it's reflective. So she can, yeah. they can see them. Um, Ashley gives a half-assed smile. Nick makes a big deal about it, which is a weird exchange. She's like, does this stupid little like, and then he's like, do that again. Uh, he's like, hey, why don't you smile more, sweetheart? Aren't you having fun? Um, both are trying to out-obsessive each other. Both smile like dipshits. That's correct. They're both, like, obsessed with each other in different ways. It's very... It's a creepy first interaction. It's not... It's not um encouraging. It's not entertaining to watch because you're just uncomfortable. Yeah. You're not... You don't feel good about any of this. You know what Nick's trying to do. Or, I'm sorry, Rudy is trying to do. Fake Nick. Yeah. And Ashley just comes off as such a fucking mess. She's just She's like... <laughs> She's the worst, yeah. She's terrible. Uh, now they're banging, so, of course. Uh, why do major actresses always go nude for the stupidest movies? Have you noticed this? Uh, well, I mean, I think it was she really wanted to see Ben Affleck nude, so she's like, well, I have to. <laughs> Come on, man. So Theron's doing this fucking movie. Halle Berry had her swordfish moment. ScarJo had that stupid alien movie. Do you remember yeah. that? Yeah, where she's like, yeah. She's just nude the whole time and she doesn't say anything. I mean, it's like these movies are terrible. And these actresses, these actresses hold out for so long. And then they're like, you know what? This is the movie. Didn't this Holly, is the one. Didn't Holly Berry get like an extra million dollars, though? I think or she got a million per tit, actually, in that movie. Which is actually a pretty good business move. If she just, should have tried to get the like the total recall lady going, see if she could get a, a third yeah. million out of it. Let's throw a third boob on there, huh? Make yeah, it a let's sci-fi. See, let's see what happens. Uh, Nick asks Ashley why she writes love letters to convicts. She says it's because normal guys never try to get to know her. But he was forced to struggle with the idea that she might be fat for six whole months before he could even touch her. I know, and and you know, and she's like, well, at that point, you know, he's got six months invested, so it doesn't matter what I look like. If I'm fat, if I'm not, whatever. Uh, if I wear a shitty coat, uh, she tells Nick, quote unquote, uh, that when she read that letter, he wrote about killing a man for his ex-girlfriend. She just had to have him. Yeah, she said, here's a guy they say is a criminal, but he's not. He killed someone, but he's not a killer. Uh, he is. By definition. I think that's what that means. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what that means. Um, we don't get the full backstory, by the way, on that. And I really wish we had a more detailed version of the Nick killing somebody for his girlfriend's story. How does that go down? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Probably uh, they were trying to attack her and he beat him up, I guess, is probably how it goes. That's how he would get the prison time for it. I mean, how small is this other guy? Because Nick is fucking tiny. Dude, he's got the rage of a thousand suns. Nick's a hobbit. Um, wow. Ru <laughs> Rudy throws some credit real Nick's way. Says his cellmate helped him write some of those some of those letters. 
He really talks up himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the third person. Uh, Rudy decides he likes identity theft. Finishes his, uh, oh, he flushes his ID down the toilet. Well, he kind of like pays forward the identity theft. Like he's like, all right, I'll be Nick and somebody else, whoever finds this, they could be Rudy. Like, Some so, yeah, super person will be Rudy. <laughs> and this is the first instance in this movie of if people in this movie weren't so stupid, mm-hmm. it would not happen. Yeah. If Ben Affleck had not flushed his license, it would not have, this movie would That's not have true. happened. That's he, very true. Yeah. He could just be like, it's here. Here you go. Obviously. Uh, and the whole but, game as plan we'll find out, as we'll find out very soon, it doesn't matter how many times Rudy protests that he is not Nick later in this movie. Well, it doesn't stick. Yeah. Well, we know. So we'll I thought that, it. yeah, I thought Charlize Theron was incredibly stupid, but it turns out that her brother guess, is infinitely stupid. <laughs> yeah. Her brother is a very stupid one. Yeah. Very stupid man. They, there was some drinking going on uh, in the womb for those two. Uh, Ashley kisses the Red Cross Santa. That's a red flag. Uh, Ashley buys her new prison boyfriend a, a new coat from mm-hmm. the store she works at at 50% off. But $100 is still a lot of money to invest in convict. It is. And this is like 2000 money. $100, $100 coat. I mean, that's a that's a nice coat. That's like a five hundred dollar coat. <laughs> yeah, that's a yeah. Um, I I would have red flags. Like I just met this girl. Like if I was actual Nick and this was being played straight up, there would be so many red flags. You mean actual Rudy? Well, no. Okay. Playing yeah. fake. Nick. <laughs> if you okay. were a scumbag who stole your best friend's identity, how would you react no, in this? If there was no scam, okay. If oh, okay. The Ashley and Rudy or the Ashley and Nick relationship was straight up and Nick got out and this was a straight up and down thing. And she was acting this way. There would be a lot of red flags. It was like, I just met you. Please for do sure. not buy this coat for me. Like, I don't care if you get a discount. Like this is not something. That's, weird. Here. Yeah. That's still too much. Um, we don't know where this is going to go. <laughs> I think that's the first line that would just pop out. Um, so Nick fake Nick. Uh, actually Rudy convinces himself he's doing this for Ashley's sake, but will stop after the holidays. I love this line. He's like, it just goes to show how fucking demented this character is that he is like, you know, I'm going to keep this up for her sake. And then after the holidays, yeah, I'm being a good guy here. Yeah. I I have to continue to do this to be good for the right reason. Um, as if she'll just feel better about it if they have sex a few more times. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, yeah it's I'm not Nick, by the way. Yeah, it's like I feel like each day that it passes, it, it gets worse. Easily. It, it's already really bad, but each day that it passes, it gets much worse. Yeah, you, you you can do it, but you can't convince yourself you're being a good guy. Exactly. Exactly. Um, Ashley goes to tell the front desk person that she's that she'll be banging a convict in one of their rooms for five straight days and to don't and to not come in, especially if they smell something. Um, and uh, this is where I realized that, yeah, Ben Affleck had had a cellmate before Nick. And I really wanted to know who this this cellmate is. And this is also when I realized it's not Jim Carrey whose faces he makes. I wrote down Ben Affleck makes Adam Sandler faces, but yes. they're because he's handsome. That's how it's supposed to be played. 
Yeah. Yeah. He totally. makes Adam. He makes Adam Sandler faces, but because he's supposed to be attractive, it's supposed to be charming. Right. I think that's why they slipped. Because they slipped. If you look online. They slip in comedy. You know, sometimes now with movies, like they don't know how to categorize them. They'll go like action, adventure, thriller, comedy. They'll like throw comedy at the end because the guy makes a couple faces. Yeah. Or he makes like a like a Seth Rogen joke. It's like, oh, uh, now you're killing me now. Is that what's happening? Like, and they're like, oh, this is a comedy. This is a comedy now. (laughs) Or he dives in a dumpster one time. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Ben Affleck sings the most arrogant this is my least favorite part of this movie or one of one at top three for sure. I was going to say the there's most a lot of least favorite parts. Arrogant, smarmy, obnoxious version of little drummer boy that's ever been sung. Joe, you want to give us a bit of it? Uh, well, first he's, he does the inhale, right? He's like, he's like, <sighs> like that look like I, I can't believe my I'm luck. I'm at the top of the world, baby. Top of the world. And then he's like, I've got no gifts to bring. Pum pum pum. Like he's in a fucking lounge. Like enough is enough, dude. Enough. I hope he gets his fucking ass kicked when he goes to the store. Thankfully, he does. Clarence Williams. I was gonna say he just thinks he's Frank Sinatra, man. He's been practicing. Clarence Williams greets him with an aluminum bat. Thank God, as he enters the motel room. Daniel Logue tackles him, and Danny Trejo is there as well. These are not their names in the movie, but we don't get their names <laughs> until the end. Yes. Isn't it Donald? I thought it was Donald Logue. Pretty sure it's Danielle. Or Joe, Dan, but... Danielle. Dan, Daniel. No, it's Donald. I'm looking at the IMDb Donald. right now. Donald. No L at the end. No D at the end. D-O-N-E-L? A-L. Donald Logue. That's a very weird name. And Joe, this is our Fast and the Furious connection. This Donald Logue? Was, Donald Logue was not originally supposed to play Pug. It was, the role was given to another actor who had to leave. Oh. Was for, it? The... To go play Dominic Toretto. No, Vin Diesel? According to Danny Trejo. And, and 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 Vin Diesel was tied to this movie, and then he left. So that's interesting that Vin Diesel would play the Donald Logue character because the one of the things I liked about this dynamic is you had variation, you had different personalities for each of these henchmen. So like Clarence Williams is just the clear cut so it's like psychopath, He's like the insane. quiet deadly yeah. type. Um, Trejo's kind of like in the middle. He's kind of you know, the I don't know if you'd say dumber, like kind of the dumber. No, he's he's blindly loyal. He doesn't yeah. try to give an opinion. He's just blindly loyal. He just goes along with the plan and is like, this is what we're going to do. Right. And he's also kind of the tough guy. And then Logue is like a goofy one. He's like the dumb fuck up goofy one. So it's kind of weird that Vin Diesel, if Vin Diesel did that role, it would not be the same movie at all. Well, if you think about it, they could have rotate. So it could have been that uh the uh i'm trying to think of how it would rotate so the danny trejo one could have been done by clarence williams and uh well i'm thinking clarence danny williams- trejo no no hold on and danny trejo could have been no that won't work no clarence uh-huh. williams would be the donald logue 
Vin Diesel could be the Danny Trejo, and Danny Trejo could be the Clarence Williams. I disagree. I don't. I don't think Clarence Williams could have been stupid. Like he's he's never stupid in movies. No, but I mean he. I mean Danny Trejo isn't stupid in this movie. Right. I'm not saying. Well, Danny Trejo is a little bit dumber. <laughs> <laughs> but like the Donald Logue character is so unique because he really is that bumbling. Well, you know, that's he, Donald Logue in every right. movie he's in. He could have just brought the Daniel da, Donald Logue ness to the character and it could have just originally been just like uh like he could have played it like dominic toretto if it was if it was yeah but dominic toretto's a strong silent type he's more the clarence williams that's what i'm saying joe is the only reason you think of this you think of this character this way is because donald logue played him i'm saying in a world where donald logue doesn't play pug pug is not played this way okay but i think that's an infinitely worse movie if you have these three strong silent tough guys instead of something to add a little well that's what i'm saying is it rotates is is merlin is a little bit more little goofier Mm -hmm. and pug is a little bit more serious i don't know who these names are (laughs) they're the actor characters names joe i care enough about my craft to learn them all right, Just, let's get back to the movie. Gary Sinise appears, looking like a complete scumbag. So, I like Gary Sinise. I like him in other movies. Sometimes he's clean cut. This is like, they went full scumbag. Gave him long hair, that sh- scummy looking goatee. Um, and, and Joe, while he was filming this, guess who, who he was dating? Charlize Theron? That's right. No way. That's right. No way. Um, Ashley walks in and she's thrown against a wall. Uh, creep Gary Sinise makes a pervy comment. Uh, turns out he's Ashley's brother and his name is, wait for it, Monster. Monster. Also Gabriel. Also he has Gabriel. a real, he has a real name. It's not just Monster. But everyone calls him Monster. So I call him Monster in my notes. Uh, Rudy, by the way, Gabriel, another Christian name, um, Rudy finally admits he's not Nick, but no one believes him. Monster gut punches him in response. He's like, are you are you Nick now? He's like, no, I'm no, I'm hurt. still not. I'm still not. <laughs> um, Rudy says that he took Nick's place so he could sleep with Monster's sister. Thinks this will get him out of an ass beating. Yeah, it's 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 a bold strategy. You know, that's it's like if he is there to kill Ben Affleck, which he presumably thinks he is, this Uh isn't going to make him less likely to kill him. Yeah, he's not going to be like, oh, you pretended to be this other guy to fuck my sister. Yeah, it's like if he's there to beat up Nick Cassidy and presumably kill Nick Cassidy, which is all which is all Rudy can know at this point. Rudy's gambit of I'm not Nick Cassidy, this guy you don't know, except for the fact that he's sleeping with your sister. I'm a completely different person who also happens to be sleeping with your sister. <laughs> like this who, is his big game plan. Who went to great ends to sleep with your sister? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> who lied to your sister right. to sleep with her? To get Probably down her chimney, psychologically damaged her. Yeah. Yes. Like, Joe, this is rape what he does. Totally rape. Are you this kidding is, me? Yeah, this is well, we later find out it's 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 not. But it is. <laughs> it is. At, at this point, it, we, we, we are led to believe it is. And again, this is our protagonist. 
If there's ever been entrapment rape, that's what this entrapment is. Entrapment rape. <laughs> um, Rudy says that he took Nick's place so he could sleep with Monster. Oh, yeah, I said all that. Um, Monster says, get down her chimney in what can only be the first of several bad Christmas puns to come. It's really bad, Joe. And it's uncomfortable. Yes. Because it's her brother. It's her brother, yeah. Uh, he also picks up her pantyhose, like her underwear with his shotgun, and like looks at it and like grins. Ugh, it's a scumbag. Uh, Ashley swears that Rudy is Nick, so he doesn't get shot in the head. She's like, he's Nick, I swear. Yeah. But then it seems like him. she really does think he's Nick. <laughs> well, I mean... <sighs> Like, at first, I'm like, oh, she's being clever. She's, you know, she understands he's going to die if she doesn't lie. Like, she understands it's not Nick, but she has to say he's Nick to save his life. But then she turns around and she thinks he's Nick again. Well, I mean, that we all find out that's her playing Ben Affleck. That's her playing Rudy. But let's not give too much away. <laughs> but, I mean, is Gabriel, like... I thought that she was the dumb one and it, I guess Gabriel's the dumb one. Cause he's gotta be like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Is this the guy or is this not the guy? Like <laughs> he says that five times. Yeah. And, and he's like, I'm not the guy. And she's like, yes, he is. And he's like, well, I'm going to go with, if somebody would know if he was the guy or not, it would be her. <laughs> right. It's, it's so, so stupid. Throughout 80% of this movie, I was like, Charlie Theron is an idiot. And then in the last 20%, I'm like, Oh no, Gary Sinise is the idiot. Okay. Yeah. Got it. And this this whole argument that just goes on throughout the movie, it gets so tiresome. Like, it's just to kill time. It's, it's just over to keep over. it. Yeah, over it's, again. And it's the same thing. Are you the guy? No, I'm not the guy. And then Charlie Theron is like, he's the guy. And Gary Sinise is like, are you the guy? And he's like, I'm not the guy. And then uh, Charlie Theron is like, I swear to you, he's the guy. And he's like, Gary Sinise is like, are you the guy? He's like, okay, maybe I'm the guy. Like, well, only God. when he hits a gun point into his head. Yeah. Like, hey, I'm the guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like, and this happens like four or five times throughout this movie. It's like every 15 minutes in this movie, they have this conversation. Like normally when you're going to do a heist movie, you get a lot of scenes with plans and planning. All the scenes that should be planning are just scenes of them arguing over whether uh, Rudy is Nick or not. Yeah. And once they execute the plan, it doesn't matter if he's Nick or not. No. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. He gives them, okay. He gives them bad intel and they execute the plan mostly the same with one big error and that was it right and he just made it all up right and i always assumed that there were a lot of people involved in heist because you plan on a few of them dying anyway so like whatever uh <laughs> anyway ashley it's not like having kids in like 1800s ireland okay <laughs> fair enough uh clarence williams enjoys some cookies that he found uh, they take the fake tree, too. Yeah, they're like, you want the tree? He's like, yeah. And yeah it's, like a sil- it's like a silver sparkle tree. It's not right. just like a like a Charlie Brown tree or a green tree. It's like a silver sparkle tree. Like like a 14-year-old girl would have in her, in her bedroom. Like when, you get, when you get a Hallmark. Yeah, exactly. Um, Monster says, I read your letters, Convict. Don't play no reindeer games with me. That's the name of the movie! Also, it's- that's not... That's not how reindeer games is used. That's not it, what it means. But what is reindeer games? Reindeer games. I had to look it up because it's like in the Rudolph 
you know, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer is like wouldn't let him join in any reindeer games. And that started to mean like games that are like inside jokes. Oh, okay. So is the inside joke the the secret that sits behind this whole movie? I that he's that he's Nick or that he's not Nick that he's Rudy and some other things that that we'll get to later. I mean, maybe, but it's like I don't. This movie is also called Deception in another country. <laughs> it's just called Deception. Deception. Oh boy, the the gang transports Ashley and Rudy in a semi. Monster reads uh, reads Nick's letters. Knows he worked at a casino. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rudy instantly assumes that Ashley set set Nick up. Not sure how he got there. He just starts yelling at Ashley. Well, he's in I mean, his truck now. I mean, to be fair, he doesn't know this girl. <laughs> Oh, no, I get that. But it's like, I don't understand how he assumes, you know what this is? <laughs> There's no way to say this without kind of giving away some of this. But this is the writers kind of giving something, like jumping forward a bit with how Ben Affleck should be reacting. Because Ben Affleck only knows that the brother read some of Ashley's letters and decided to come and kidnap both of them. That's all he could know. But Ben Affleck in this scene is assuming that Ashley's in on it. Yeah, I mean. When there's no evidence of it so far. It, it is a, it's a huge leap. It's also a reasonable assumption. It, it's both to me. I it's feel like, like a, it's not reasonable at all. Eh, I maybe. would be, I would, I would, I would be genuinely fearful for her life as well at this point. Well, um, not Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck only looks out for number one. That's true. He's just pissed off that his own little scheme is backfiring. Yeah, his own – well, no, his own scheme went off without a hitch. But then after that scheme was completed, that's when everything went sideways because they already slept together. Right, but he was also planning on sleeping with her through the holidays. That's true. He to does be a good act, guy. Yeah, because, you know, if you sleep with somebody just once through deception and lying, it's you're a bad guy. But if you do it over the span of a week or so, it undoes it. You become a trusted confidant. <laughs> exactly. Uh Rudy instantly assumes, yeah, I said that, uh, calls her Ash, even though they barely know each other, which is obnoxious. They, lo- he loves to call her Ash. He hits Ash so hard in this movie. He He's loves like, that's it. so Ash. That's so Ash of you. Way yeah. to go, Ash. <laughs> it's like, wait, when did you start calling her Ash? <laughs> when did and that happen? Here's what I don't get, Joe. The guys like uh, Gary Sinise and his boys are traveling around in the world's most conspicuous big rig. Mm-hmm. And Ben Affleck, when they pulled up to the motel, wasn't like, what's that big rig doing here? It's got like a flaming skeleton on the side. <laughs> I don't know. I imagine out in those towns, you see big rigs like parked all over the place. I guess so. But it's a very like conspicuous big rig. It's like painted all down the side with like a flaming skeleton. That's true. It's a very intimidating big rig. Um, I would be scared by it. I would too. And I guess I would ask how they got into the hotel room. Maybe that's why he's so suspicious. Maybe. Uh, Rudy says, when did you decide to do it, Ash? After which one of his letters? The 50th? The first? What? Or no, sorry. What? Uh, He said, yeah. Or maybe it was the second or the 37th or the eighth or. (laughs) Joe, I think it was the 14th. Or the 6th. Could have been the 35th, though. 
here's where I was when I was like, wait a second. How did the Ashley Nick communication start? Is she just cold? Which we find out there's a we full plan to it. But it's like, is does Nick think this woman is just like cold mailing letters off to inmates? I, wasn't there a magazine they mentioned earlier? Oh, like he there? makes it seem like that he met her in a magazine, I think. That's that's a, oh, I guess it's like, you know, like a woman looking for an inmate pen pal sort of thing. Maybe he yeah. wrote her. Well, if he wrote her a letter first, but she said. Uh, and then he tells Rudy that he fucked up because he's like, you could add a you fucked up for not meeting a woman through a magazine. <laughs> yeah. He's like, what's the worst that could happen? She she get you get kidnapped by your brother turns out to be your boyfriend and you guys do a heist and what are the like, odds of that shit though yeah I mean that's what one in ten I mean <laughs> what are the odds uh Rudy keeps screaming that he isn't Nick in front of Dan, Dan, Donald Logue who's guarding them in the back uh Rudy says Jesus and Donald Logue finally pipes up hey watch your mouth it's Christmas yeah that's right. <laughs> We're going to do the kidnapping and the murder and the and the robbery, but we can't take the Lord's name in vain. It's Christmas. And the whole time Rudy's like, I'm I'm Rudy. I'm not I'm not I'm not Nick. And Donald Logue's like, all right, well, <laughs> do, 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 do. well, the best part is he's just he's just saying the thing that Donald Logue needs to know. And later on, Donald Logue's like, hey, hey. <laughs> he was saying something on the on the big rig. You know, now that all this is happening, I'm starting to think. I'm starting um, to think the sa- thing he said right in front of me might be happening. That's telling, by the way, that the slowest guy in the crew is actually the fastest guy in the crew. Um, Ashley tells Rudy that her brother has killed people and that he'll kill him if he keeps saying he's not Nick. Um, Danny Trejo reads off a fun Christmas fact. Apparently, the retail industry does 50% of its business between December 1st and December 25th. No shit, Sherlock. It's called holiday shopping. No, man. He he. This is just great, like, dumb guy, like, thought process. Dumb guy logic? Yeah. He's like, well, if we, you know, spend so much money between Thanksgiving and Christmas, why not make a second Christmas? Right. Yeah. Master of economics, Danny Trejo, doesn't realize that if you create a second holiday, that doesn't magically put more money into the pool. <laughs> yeah. Like, because he's been taking night classes, Joe. What night classes is he taking? Idi- idiot Accounting 101? You know, Idiot Econ 101. <laughs> idiot Econ 101. Uh, um, it wait, just wait, says um, more equals better. Micro brain economics. His name is Jumpy, by the way. Uh, he goes to night school, as we said. Monster reads one of Nick's love letters to Rudy uh, in an attempt to prove once and for all that Rudy is, in fact, Nick. Everybody in this movie is an idiot. Rudy states as clearly as humanly possible that he is not Nick. He basically just goes down the line. He's like, this is exactly what happened, okay? Yeah. My name's Rudy. I was arrested for stealing cars. I've never worked in a casino. I got teamed up with Nick, uh, roomed up with Nick in prison. He got stabbed. He's dead, okay? <laughs> then I decide that I want to be Nick so I can sleep with the girl. I told you this part, that I can sleep with your sister. Yeah, you um, were there for that part when we figured that part out. I explained that one. And just the whole time, this is just all going in one ear. <laughs> just out the other. One of multiple scenes where this all happens. Why doesn't he just go, all right, 
Call the prison. You're right. <laughs> Ask them if Nick died. If Nick, if they say Nick does, well, this would have gotten him killed. It would have gotten him killed. <laughs> yeah. If they say Nick didn't get released, well, ask him if Nick got released. If they say Nick got released, I will jump off this because they have him up next to a cliff. Be like, I will jump off this cliff myself. Right. Yeah. It's like, it, they're all dumb. They're all idiots. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Monster tells his they're guys. All, they're all playing poker with like one card facing the wrong totally. direction. Totally. And they're like, these idiots don't know that their cards are showing. Well, their card is showing, too. Uh, Monster tells his guys he's had it at this point, and he tells his guys to bury Rudy in the woods. Uh, Monster still doesn't believe that he's not Nick. He's just intent. He's like, he's not playing ball, so we're yeah. going to kill him. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's not Nick. It, no, he's it, clearly it Nick. He's like, He thinks he's Nick, but that he's not playing ball. And he says he'd rather be dead than be with you to his yeah. own sister. That's right. But... At no point does it seem to cross his mind where he's like, maybe, maybe he's telling the truth. Why would maybe, a guy go to these ends? <laughs> yeah. Why would it? How? It was like, that's a very complicated story he made up. And who would say that they were such a psychopath as to have set, lie to your best friend's girlfriend who just died yeah. to have sex with her? Like, what kind of psycho behavior is that? Like, if he Dude, just can you imagine that saying that to anybody, much less like a, a, an assumed killer? Like that you were sleeping with his sister yeah. through deceptive means. And this is how you try, are trying to get out of getting killed. Right. Yeah. This, this is your Hail Mary. Yeah. Even an idiot would have to be like, wait a minute. Something's wrong here. Something's yeah, very wrong. This doesn't make sense. Uh, also, apparently Ashley said Nick would help with the casino heist. Um, oh, yeah. They're trying to rob Nick's last place of employment, which was a casino. Mm -hmm. tomahawk we find out it's tomahawk casino the tomahawk so yeah like this is where monster says you said that he would help and like you we hear that and then we're like okay maybe ashley is kind of in on this thing uh jumper doesn't want to get blood on his shoes but he really should try standing behind the guy with the gun then yeah he's he's... on the other side where the exit wound's gonna be and it's like not a good idea if you don't want blood on you He's like he's like doing the equivalent of like putting his feet on either side of the drain where you're gonna pour the bucket and be like, don't let this splash on me. Like, yeah, just, it's like just move. It's gonna splash on you. <laughs> just move back. Um, Rudy freaks out and pretends to be Nick. Calls Ashley Ash again, which is blech. Uh, Ashley says she loves Nick, quote unquote, uh, or Rudy actually. Uh, but Rudy says he had better sex in prison. Good line, actually. For a be- uh, grading on a curve, grading this, on a curve for this. Oh movie. yeah, dude, for this movie is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Daniel or Donald Logue pleads with Monster that maybe, possibly, this is not the real Nick. He had it all figured out, and it only took him like 20 minutes after he said it all in front of him. Right. Um. So Monster finally tests him. He finally decides to test this theory out. Uh, where does she work? Lindstrom's. He knows that. He was just there getting a, a coat. He's he's slumdog millionaireing it. Right. <laughs> What's her middle name? She goes, Samantha. She like mouths Samantha in the background. This whole uh, plan hinges on none of the uh, goons looking at her. Yeah, right. Well, this is, from what I can tell, this is the only one that she gives him. So no, maybe. she does. It, it is the only one because he argues with Gary Sinise about the third one. But he's like, he's like, 
uh, reindeer meat. Oh, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's the Animal Myth Wessels reference. I was thinking of that. Uh, like, what's I your like middle name? Reindeer meat. What's your favorite kind of food? Reindeer meat. Reindeer meat. <laughs> what's she afraid of? Uh, reindeer meat. Reindeer. Alive? <laughs> games? Uh, reindeer games? Uh, what did they call her in high school? Bam Bam. Big Fat Goalie. Big Fat. <laughs> Big Fatty Fat Fat Magoo. <laughs> Old Fat Fat. Um, what did they call her in college? What college? She didn't go. Uh, what's her greatest fear? He says her brother. Monster mm-hmm. says, nope, it's drowning. And, uh, Rudy says, nope, it's you. Duh. <laughs> it's you drowning her. So Cause, technically. Cause you're a psychopath. Uh, Monster- yeah, she can learn how to swim. He, she can't learn to not get shot by her brother. Right, right, right. Um, how could it not be him? Like, if you had a family member like, like that, I would be afraid every time we had Thanksgiving or something. Yeah, and here's the thing. So he's like, all right, I read the letters. That's how I know everything about Ashley. And he's like, all right, this is how you prove that you're Nick. Tell me the contents of the letters. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he doesn't ask anything that may have come in a phone call or something. Like yeah, that. it's just all contents of the letters. Uh, Rudy... Oh, Monster's convinced. He he puts them back in the truck. Rudy gets a hair up his ass, demands hot chocolate. He's like, no, you know what? I've, we've been having the same goddamn argument for the last 30 minutes. I want some goddamn hot chocolate and some pecan fucking pie, which, well, by the way, that's the only reason they have that is for the trailer. Yeah, it's it's so that yeah, there's there's the money shot in the trailer, the the money line in the trailer. But Joe, he uh-huh. goes, he not only goes full bore just pretending to be Nick, he starts talking in third person. He goes, Nick doesn't do anything until oh. Nick gets something for Nick. Yeah, like a new celebrity that like just kind of broke through and gets their head a little too big. Yeah, like he goes all the way full bore. He doesn't say me. He's like, just so everybody knows. I'm Nick, and I, Nick doesn't do anything till Nick gets what Nick wants. Nick needs hot chocolate. Nick, Nick needs pecan pie. <laughs> um, what a callback, by the way, to that opening scene, right? Yeah. Uh, so they go to the diner. They get him pie. Monster tries to get down to business, but Rudy goes up, 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 and he's licking the plate. <laughs> this <laughs> like, is the only scene that hits for me in the whole movie. Like every other this. Well, no, it's just like it. It not that it laughed. I'd laugh for it, but it was like the beat was. I accepted the beat. Every other one, I'm like, ah, ah. No, but this one, fine. yeah, the beat where he's, where he's like, he's just like housing this pie, and like all the goons are looking at each other, and they try to talk, and he's like, that, that. He just like keeps housing the pie. Like that beat works. Not that it was funny, but it's the only beat that works in this whole movie that nothing makes sense. Okay, you know why this doesn't makes sense though because he didn't just get out of prison he's been out of prison for days but he hasn't had his pie see he's been doing what rudy wants to do or what nick Nick. wants to do he would do what nick would do he would do what nick would do and he didn't do what rudy wants to do and we find at the end of the movie that nick just wants to he has very simple pleasures that he wants Uh and and he gets caught up in in rudy stuff and he missed he missed sight of what or he god he got caught up in nick stuff yes and he missed out and he lost sight of what rudy wanted to do that's true so that's why he's like 
just give me the pecan pie. Cause he's like, when I got out of prison, that's all that I wanted. And then I made this mistake and I got all caught up in this other stuff. So in the moment that he finally decides to commit to the Nick character yet again, he is now deciding to be more Rudy than ever. Yes. Because, well, cause he's like, I think what it is is he's like, okay, I'm going to pretend to be Nick, but chances are I'm not getting out of here. So right. I'm going to satisfy my desire for this pecan pie before I do anything else. Right. That's fair enough. Also, this guy just had a loaded gun to his temple. So he's calling. I love the way he's calling the shots here. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. You don't get to talk to me while there's still crumbs of pie on this plate. That's right. You were going to murder me 20 minutes ago, but now you have to respect my pie. My also, pie also flag down the waitress. I want more whipped cream for this hot chocolate. Also, some onion rings sound nice. And then Danny Trejo's had it and he fucking <laughs> sucks him in the face. <laughs> but it's great. Did you notice Danny Trejo's face after that? He kind of looks like a dog that just pissed on the rug. <laughs> like, like he's like, oh, like Affleck looks at him and he's just kind of like, mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah. Um, Rudy. Uh oh, Monster. Monster wants to know how much money is in the casino. Rudy says five million. Rudy wouldn't know. No, he wouldn't Nick know. Nick this is know. Nick. Nick wouldn't know either how much money is in the casino. That's true. How could he know after three years? He, well, also, he was just a low-level security guard. That's also true. Even if he never went to prison, he wouldn't know. Yeah. <laughs> He's not like, handling the books. He's not the yeah. accountant. I, you know, it, I, you, work, you, know at, you work at a convenience store. Do you know how much money they have on hand at all times in the safe? This, this is pretty funny, though, because there is a line shortly after this where he's like, um, talking about the powwow safe, yeah. and he's like, "There are thousands in there, maybe Mil- millions." Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, whoa, <laughs> that's, that's a huge, that's huge deep. Are you kidding me? That's gonna change every decision I make on whether or not I move on this casino. <laughs> yeah, he's like, "Yeah, the powwow safe. It's got anywhere between twenty and twenty million dollars in it, somewhere in that range. Somewhere in that range, you know, somewhere between a quarter and every dollar in the universe." <laughs> somewhere in that range we're there uh monster says that in the letters nick said that on christmas uh half of the uh security guards go home and the other half stay around and get shit faced mm-hmm. um monster wants rudy to finish the map they drew of the layout of the tomahawk casino they plan to rob it on christmas eve Rudy says the map's all wrong. Everything in the place is wrong. Must be remodeled. Yeah. Must have been remodeled. He's, he's like, let's all just part ways. Must be remodeled. Does that work? All yes. right. I So it was nice spending time with you boys. <laughs> I'll just. Yeah. This is one of the times where Ben Affleck, you know, he he comes like in and out of competence in this movie. Ben Affleck does. The The actor. He does a really good job at this part of being like of of playing off like, well, this must be different. This must yeah. be, this must be different. And it's one of the times where uh, uh, Nick slash Rudy is just like selectively competent and selectively slick and smart because sometimes he's a screaming idiot. And sometimes he's like, oh, just off the top of his head. He's like, oh, uh, they must have remodeled it. And then he draws a fake later on in the movie. He draws a fake map of an area of the casino where he's never been. Right. He's like, oh, right. here you go. He has this like selective competence. And that's pretty fascinating that he was able to do that because who's to say that like, uh, 
that Gary Sinise doesn't just go through the door and it's like a broom closet or like there's just a wall there. And it's well, like, he does. He does that. Gary Sinise goes through the, the door and he's supposed to take a right. And the right is there's nothing there. But first he goes upstairs and stuff and like down yeah. he's there's a corridor that he's like clearly put on the map. And it's like, how yeah. does he do this stuff? That is amazing that he knew of all of this area to get I, him it, all the way to the broom closet. Yeah, it must have been something that Nick real Nick told him. Sure. Yeah. Uh, or they didn't think that hard about this movie. That's also true. Um, oh, here's another moment where we realize that fucking monster's an idiot. Um, uh, ben Affleck, Rudy, right, who's pretending to be Nick, says, um, uh, the boss, uh, the boss. And then uh, Charlie Theron's like, Jack Bangs. He's like, Jack Bangs. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> it's like, and the monster's just like, all right. <laughs> These are, well, this is, who's that, who's the psychic guy? Uh, Anthony, is it Anthony Edwards? Yes, that, I know who you're talking about. That's Goose. <laughs> or John uh, Edwards? John Edwards. John, like, like he just basically does John Edwards here, and Monster's like, oh. Like, he just, like, cold reads. He's like, you know the boss, I'm getting a, I'm getting a, a, a P or, like, or a B. Or maybe or a, a J, a, and she's like, Jack? He's Jack, Jack, very good, Jack, Jack Bangs, yes. Yes, yes. I'm getting water, water, banks, like the banks of a river. Exactly. Okay, perfect. He's just cold reading them. He is selectively very competent at things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so apparently this Jack Bangs guy has a safe in his office called the powwow safe. Um, with thousands in it. Millions, probably. <laughs> um, Such a great range. It's so crazy that they actually wrote that. Um, there's a huge, oh, yeah, yeah. Rudy says that he'll need to get inside the casino to get a look at it, which is actually pretty clever. Mm-hmm. That'll give him a chance to escape. Um, Monster points out that they'll recognize him. Rudy says that won't be a problem. They'll just give him a disguise. Perfect. Uh, so Monster drives Rudy to a separate motel, chains him to the bed for the night. Clarence Williams rips out his phone so he can't order room service. Um, and also call people. <laughs> yeah, mostly uh, the call people thing. But then he figures out how to get a lot of room service later on, and they leave. Um, uh, they leave Ashley in Rudy's room for some reason. I don't know why. I don't, like... They gotta keep them together. But Joe, you skipped over. It was a split-second thing. The s- most split-second of split-second things, because they actually cut the shot. But Gary Sinise just slams a remote into Ben Affleck's nuts. Oh. So he turns on the Yeah, he turns on the TV and he goes to throw the remote like onto the bed. And Gary Sinise like misfires and just clangs Ben Affleck in the nuts. And you start to see him like double over and it cuts (laughs) to another angle and Ben Affleck's just sitting up again. So he clearly like clanged him in the nuts with the with the remote. In the shooting? Yeah, in the shooting. And then they just like let it calm down and then cut. They're like, all right, well, we got to cut to a different angle so that it, cause watch it again. He just, he whips a remote at him from maybe six feet away and just perfect. <laughs> just shot tags shot. him in the testicles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's great. Um, so <laughs> that's great. Uh, Rudy and Ashley argue to kill a little bit of time. Um, they're still arguing over whether he's Nick or not. <laughs> I, the whole like, movie. He's like, look, I'm not, I, now that the psychopath, the killers are away, I'm not Nick. I'm Rudy. I fucked. I fucked up. I, you're right. I'm an asshole. 
I, yeah. Like, I am Rudy, though, and you need to understand that because you need to help me get out of here. Um, He's like, I need you to repeat back to me what I told you. Like, like I am why not... do you always do this? <laughs> she She's says, like, this oh, is... Nick. I know. You just this need is a so you. This is so you, Nick. <laughs> um, yeah, she's all like, just my luck. Uh, I get a guy that my brother wants better more than I do. <laughs> um, Rudy is, again, super aggro toward Ashley, even though she's the only person keeping him alive right now. He is not... Like, the second she's like, hey, I don't think he's Nick. Dead. He's dead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, we find out later that it doesn't matter, but it's like, he doesn't know this. It's like, yeah, the second that she's like, oh, yeah, this isn't the guy you think it is. Dead. Like you said, Dead. done. Dead Over. is shit. Yeah. Uh, Ashley says her brother knows guys in Miami and New York that he does illegal shipments for. So either he works for the mob or the cartels. Oh, wait, no, he traffics guns to Detroit. Who cares? He's from, like, what, Canada to Detroit? Who gives he works for the... He works for the French, the French, the French Canadian mob. Right, right, right. The French connection. Uh, she also says that they've never done a robbery before. And he's like, oh, this can make me valuable to them. Yes. Because he later on is like, how many guys have done a robbery, huh? Yeah. Except he hasn't really. Oh, I guess GTA, buddy. Car is robbery. But it's not like one of them. it's not like a play. It's totally different. <laughs> like, you, yeah. To steal a car in a parking lot and hotwire it is completely different from setting up a fucking casino. It's like it's well, two completely different things. Well, what would be great is if they all raised their hands and he'd be like, wait, you guys did uh, did stole stuff? He's like, yeah, but we didn't get caught and go to prison. Right. <laughs> is, oh, is that what you were asking? Then no, I yeah. guess not. Yeah, I haven't gotten caught. So as far I'm, as legally anybody knows, I haven't stolen anything. I'm not a convicted felon yet. No. That's... Uh, Rudy is dressed in a in a sequenced cowboy costume on their trip to the casino. He makes a shit about the PC ramifications of going into an Indian casino as a cowboy, but that's pretty much the only type of people that go into those places. If you've yeah. ever been to an Indian casino, it's basically 90% cowboys. It's great, Joe. It's how well that's because uh, you know you got to put on your best stuff and and Indian casinos are always out in the middle of nowhere and that's cowboy country baby. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I would just like to so I called the Fast and the Furious Bra- Brazil heist Ocean's Eleven brain cells. Okay. I would like to remove that title from that movie and put it right here Ocean's Eleven brain cells in Ocean's this. Ocean's Eleven brain cells. Because this is the worst heist in the history of the world. It's a joke. This, yeah. this is a, this is so sloppy, and we're basically halfway through this movie at this point. Um, Rudy asks for money and a country western name. Um, Jumpy and Clarence Williams follow him in, uh, and Ashley goes as well as his, as dressed up as his wife. Well, dressed up uh, as his wife, they put a cowboy hat. They put on a cowboy hat. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> she's the cowgirl. Um, Ashley says, Nick. You're making it really hard to apologize. Rudy says, is that what you're trying to do? Say it with your keys. Or say it with car keys. Yeah. What? <laughs> he said, give me the car keys so I can get out of here. Oh, I thought that was like a phrase that I'd never heard before. Yeah, like, yeah it means give me fuck? give me car keys. Get me out of here. But Joe, this was like one of the one time where Ben Affleck's like, hey, take five. I'm in charge of the scene. Because he's like. That's- 
Right, that's true. Because he's like, keep an eye on my guitar now. And then he like slaps his little sunglasses on. Yeah. And he calls her little lady or something. He's like, you ready to go, little lady? Like, he hates these people. Yes. He hates every single person he is surrounded by. But he can't help but crack jokes. No, he's just having a good time. He's Ben Affleck. Um, also is his, if his plan is, as you say, to go back to the, like, she gives him the car keys. He goes back. They're in the car. Three of them are in the car or two of them are in the car. Yeah. So he's not going anywhere. (laughs) Um, I didn't say he was smart. Yeah. I don't think he is. Uh, Ashley tries to make the case that a lot of relationships start out with a guy stealing his best friend's identity, fucking his girlfriend. Then the girlfriend's brother ropes the guy into a casino robbery or he'll kill him. You know, I felt like I'd watched this movie three dozen times because it's (laughs) that's like every single movie is exactly what you just laid out. Guy in prison, mistaken identity on purpose, mistaken identity, identity accidentally. You know, I was Every like, rom-com basically runs this way. I've seen this movie so many times. <laughs> um, Jack Bangs is ex- – oh, Jack Bangs shows up. He is – by the way, he's played by Dennis Farina, and he's fucking fantastic in this Dennis movie. Dennis <laughs> Farina is the best part of this movie. <laughs> he fucking rocks. He's so good. Also, when they when they walk in – because I took a note of it, it. This this is something Dennis Farina does that rocks. They're walking in, and, and Ben Affleck and Charlize Theron are arguing, and then all of a sudden the – Casino noises are going, and then they just stop. And I thought it was an error in the movie, but Ben Affleck and Charlie Theron just kind of look up. Yes. And that's when it cuts to Dennis Farina frantically trying to find a tape of more casino noises. Right, right, right. Oh, no, that's a great scene. So, yeah. so that's in the director's cut. That is not in... Oh, that's not... Okay, yeah. That's but that is that is a great scene they should have left in. Yes. It's a great they, beat. Just, it stops, in the, and they're like, wait, it's dead silent here. And then you see, like, through the glass up in the... In the uh, over like he gets, he's frantically finding a new tape yeah because he can't rewind it because you yeah so he's like frantically looking for another tape um so then we get jack bangs explaining to some native americans that they need more snow in the casino um if they want las vegas profits they need to do some ritual dances smoke some smoke their pipe other stereotypes and get him some snow only mildly racist. Only mildly significantly racist. But of course we know that he's skimming, right? Because that's what... Thousands um, or millions. Thousands or millions of dollars. Um, Which we find out that... how Okay, this is when he was lining up the, the thing. He's like, yeah, there's like $5 million. And he's yeah. like, he's skimmed millions. It's like, how stupid do they have to be to not notice like 20% missing? Because 1 million would be 20. Like, how would they not notice a million dollars missing? Dude, yeah, he's skimming major if he gets up to $5 million over the course yeah. of however long this place has been open. It couldn't have been open more than 10 years. Yeah, exactly. Um, Rudy is now pretending he's Nick. Um. Uh, yeah, Rudy is now pretending he's Nick when he's only around Ashley, which I don't get at all. Cause I don't understand. I wrote the same thing. He just went from saying, look, I'm Rudy. I'm Rudy in the hotel room. Then he's in the casino. He's like, I'm Nick again. Yeah, that's, I wrote the same thing. I was like, he doesn't have to – like, I don't – like, I understand why he's like, okay, I'm Nick in front of Monster. Oh, yeah. He's, but he's revealed to her that he's Gabriel or he's uh, he's Rudy. It's just him and Ashley, and he's like, yeah, the uh, bar used to be over there, and the buffet's yeah. there. It's he like, you don't have to 
do this. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So Jack Bangs comes down and he tries to entice the Native Americans to stay with some 5.99 prime rib. Uh, maybe the casino would make more profits if Jack didn't steal bottles from the bar. <laughs> He's just like, give me whatever you got. Like, give me a bottle of whatever. It's like, yeah. wait a minute. You're not allowed to drink that. Also, there was a very scathing line in this. I didn't pick this spot for your reservation. And the Native American man says, neither did we. Oh, that's right. God. That was also in the director's cut. God. Uh, yeah, they cut out some good stuff. So Jack is impressed by Rudy's style. Comes across Rudy by the bar. Uh, starts talking to him like he's a big shot. And then Clarence Williams sees this, right? From mm-hmm. far away. And he's like, wait a minute. That's the manager <laughs> of the yeah. casino. He would know what one of his employees looked like. And what's great is I suddenly in this scene realize why Gary's niece did not listen to Donald Logue. Because uh-huh. he's like... All right, so Clarence, he's like, all of his goons are idiots. Like, yeah. Clarence Williams was like, he was talking to the manager. He was telling him about the heist. Uh-huh. <laughs> he like, no, he was just he was just chopping it up, man. No, that's true. He did jump. But I think he jumped there because he figured, like, he would have noticed him. If this is Nick, how does he not recognize him, like, two feet away from him? He's got a disguise on. And it's been the two, And it's been two years. And he was a low-level employee. Like, there's no saying that there was actual significant. Yeah, there rel- could have been three levels between him. Like, it could have been like he there was a low-level guy. There should be three levels in a casino yeah. between him and them. Like, like a shift supervisor, security manager, Dennis Farina. Right. Um, Rudy spots Ashton Kutcher. Ashton Kutcher's in this movie. I like screamed because I was like, I went, is that Ashton Kutcher? We, we're with, just gonna hit all the '70s show kids. With yeah, we that's true. We're gonna we're gonna hit them all. We're gonna get a uh, we're gonna what was the movie with Fez? What was it called? I sent I, he sent you sent it to me. Yeah, it's like Girl in Trouble is the name of the movie. Girl in Trouble. We're gonna do that. We're gonna do the Danny Masterson court uh, proceedings. <laughs> Wait about ten years, it'll be on Netflix. Uh, making a murder. Right. Oh, yes, it's called The Girl is in Trouble. The Girl is in Trouble, starring Wilmer Valderrama. And the Australian guy from House. No shit. Um, Rudy spots Ashton Kutcher. He's in a goatee. He, and he's then he trying follows... to lay low. This is, a, is this, this is around the time he divorced Demi Moore. He's going through some stuff. He's just trying to find himself again. He's just trying to act like, be a regular guy. But he spots him, and, and then he follows him into the bathroom, Ben Affleck does. Uh, but first, he talks more sass to Clarence Williams. Clarence Williams is like, where are you going? He's like, man, lay off of me. <laughs> it's like, whoa, this guy just had a gun to your head. Nobody in this movie reacts properly. He could be like, take a squeege. I'll be right back. I was like, I, I'm going to piss my pants if I don't go to the bathroom. Um, also, he knocks. A, oh, yeah. Clarence Williams knocks. A, oh, no, no, no. It's not Clarence Williams. Rudy knocks a waitress's tray out of her hands. Yeah, because uh, that's his cover to go to the bathroom. Yeah, he gets spilled a uh, drink on him. Uh, Rudy throws Ashton against a wall and offers him a hundred bucks to switch clothes. And only one of those things seemed necessary. Like I'm not not sure yeah. he had to assault the guy and then be like, "All right, I need to get out of here. We need to switch clothes." Like just give him the money, and I'm sure he'll be okay with it. 
they cut out the scene where Ashton Kutcher's in the. Uh, this is in the director's director's commentary or cut where Ashton Kutcher's sitting on the toilet, and Ben Affleck is sitting in the stall next to him. He like puts his foot under and like taps him. Oh, okay. <laughs> do you not remember that? I think I do remember that. There was like it, a senator who was like staunchly anti-gay, and that was like the cruising. That's thing. how he does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was like the cruising thing, and he got caught doing that. One tap for yes, two taps for no. Yeah. Uh, Clarence Williams asks a waitress how she's doing. She says she's fucking freezing. Then he asks her how long she's worked there and if the layout's changed. She says she's been there since it opened, and no, it hasn't. (gasps) CW, Clarence Williams, bolts to the bathroom, tackles Ashton, because he's wearing the cowboy outfit, and then Rudy jumps out of the bathroom stall and knocks him out. Yeah, which if I'm if I'm Ashton Kutcher, I'm like, why are we changing clothes? What's going on here? Well, and certainly after some random dude tackles me, I'm like, okay, switch back. Like, I don't want to wear this anymore. Take take backsies. But then he's like, no, go run, run to the parking lot, get out of here, kid. And he's like, wait, I was just, I was just having a good get away. Yeah, look like me and get away. He's like, I was just having a good time. I don't want to do it. He's like, wear this outfit. And then he gets beat up and he's like, they're looking for somebody that's wearing that exact outfit that I just gave. You need to get out of here. He's like, okay. Uh, Monster spots Ashton running to his car in the parking lot to leave in Rudy's clothes. Thinks he's Rudy or actually Nick uh, and chases him down. Clarence Williams comes out and tells Monster the casino never changed and that Nick is full of shit. Uh, the gang chases Rudy through the woods and there's tons of snow, by the way. (laughs) So I don't know what Dennis Rita was talking about. Um, Yeah, there is so much snow all over this whole movie. And he's like, you know, we need snow. We need more snow. You know what they got in Vegas that they don't got here? Snow. It's like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah. So they're chasing Rudy through the woods with guns. Clarence Williams shouts that they're truckers. And they drive for a living. I have no idea what that has to do with anything. Yeah, they're chasing him. He's like, we're driving. For, we, we sit all day. That means we can chase you. <laughs> right. <laughs> we have great cardiovascular health. Um, Monster is about to hit Rudy with his car. But Ashley grabs the wheel and derails him. Rudy tumbles down the hill. Monster lines up. This is actually a really interesting moment in retrospect, by the way, of both of these moments. So Monster then lines up a shot on Rudy and Ashley tackles him down the hill. Rudy picks up Monster's gun and knocks him out with it. Mm-hmm. I don't understand. In a in a bit, we'll find out. I don't understand why Ashley does this. But we'll get there. Keep yeah, that. Was, yeah. Um. So Rudy and Ashley run for it while Monster is shooting at them. Monster shoots at the a hole in the ice around Ashley's feet, and she falls in. Uh, Rudy dives in with the shotgun, which would sink him like a stone. But it doesn't. He's able to swim with it. No, he's good. Shoots a hole up through the ice. They emerge. An old guy comes to help Rudy and Ashley. And the four guys holding automatic weapons. He gets murdered, of course. Yeah, he's like, hey, you guys need help. Oh, wait, looks like you got it handled. <laughs> you yeah, got a lot of like, guns. You got plenty of guns. 
Uh, Rudy is freeze mumbling warnings to him, which sound hilarious. He's like, um, Rudy and Ashley mourn the man they didn't know. <laughs> they are so movie. upset. Yeah, this guy gets killed. They're like, no. It's like, who is this guy? <laughs> In the director's cut, I think they they you because you said they don't show how he gets killed, and it is brutal, man. It is so it's brutal. <laughs> yeah. So Gabe shoots up the shack because he's an ice fisher. He's out there. He shoots up the shack. Then he goes into the shack and the guy is like bleeding to death and he just shoots around the ice. So it collapses with him on it. Well, he's, he's begging. He's like, yeah. bleeding and begging. Yeah. And then he's like, he says, Merry Christmas or something like that. Like some shitty Christmas line and then shoots around the ice and sinks him, which is yeah. fucked up. It's horrible. No, he said, I got a hunger and a headache. That's what it is. Because the guy's like, I got a wife and family. He's like, yeah, I got a hunger and a headache. And so oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bad line. Um, also, in the director's cut, yeah, Monster actually goes and finishes the job. Uh, Monster is grilling Rudy back at the motel. And this is the scene. It, it's kind of I only got half the scene because I didn't do the director's cut. Yeah. Um, so tell me if I jump over something great here. Uh, ben Affleck's hypothermia acting is atrocious. <laughs> he's just like he's his hypothermia acting is like a little kid pretending to be cold. Like he's just, yeah, like shaking, shivering and just like stuttering. Yeah. yeah. Um, Monster starts complaining about. Oh, wait, wait. No, this is great because he snaps out of it. He's doing the whole shaking and like stuttering. But then. Uh, monster whizzes a dart. He grabs some darts and whizzes a dart right by Ben Affleck's head. And he's like, whoa, man. He goes from like, hey, the, 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 and then the dart hits by his face. He's like, hey, man, what the hell? Wait, is this after? So he challenges him to a darts contest. Is that not in? It's not. It's not. It's oh, not. God. So in the darts contest, like, uh, so there's a dartboard and he's like, all right, I'll, Gary Sinise is like, all right, I'll make you a deal. This is all Ben Affleck is like uh, hypothermic. He's like, I'll make you a deal. I like basically like whoever throws the better dart gets what they right. want. And so Gary Sinise is like, if I hit, if I do better, you got to help me. He's like, right. if you do better, you take, you take Ashley. You the and he whips a dart at the dartboard. And then Ben Affleck is just like shaking and he just kind of just like drops the dart. Uh-huh. It's just like, oh, he's like, and that's that's when he goes and sits down, and that's when he whips the dart at him. I do remember that he's like trying to hold his dart hand with his other yeah. hand. And he's just kind of like, oh. Um, yeah. So that's when he sits down, and then Monster just goes on a rant about complaining about trucking. Yeah. Um, which, by the way, learn to code, loser. But also, <laughs> also. He um, whips these darts at Ben Affleck's head and he snaps out of hypothermia mode. He's like, hey, what the hell? Which is yeah, a great he moment. just cures him. Um, Monster starts actually hitting Rudy with these darts in the chest and the shoulder and the back. Yeah, and I, that, this part is brutal. With the chest? He hits him in the chest. In the yeah, first one. the first like, dart right next is, to his heart. Yeah, and then he just starts whipping darts at Ben Affleck while Ben Affleck is like screaming and it's brutal um he says tomorrow he better start giving them real info or he's gonna start thinking maybe this guy might actually not be nick (laughs) (laughs) uh ashley comforts a shivering rudy who is shivering again all of a sudden after not having shivered 
um, in the motel room. Uh, he thinks she thanks Rudy for saving her. Uh, Rudy tells her that he well Nick he's Nick remember um, tells her that he had a cellmate named Rudy that he used to read letters to and that Rudy may have fallen in love with her too. He's trying to transition. He's still trying to set up the transition here. Yeah, and he's like, uh, like uh, as you have to think as like an outside. They're like Donald Logue, and you got to be like, dude, he's not. Nick, like you gotta be right. sitting there, be like, he's not Nick. Why wouldn't he? Be? Like, he's like, feels like he's going insane. This is wild. Um, Monster asks Rudy. Um, okay, so this is the next day. Oh no, this is that night. They go into the truck. They're all sitting in the truck, the back of the truck. Monster asks Rudy to start singing, and he breaks out his smug version of Little Drummer Boy yet again. Yeah. Um. And if there was the ever one a time he knows the one yes. song he knows. And if there was ever a time to finally shoot him, it's now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just put him out of his misery. He only knows what the one Christmas song. Rudy starts giving directions that are clearly fake. Uh, says the guard count room doesn't have a gun, but his, his directions that he's giving are fake. Like it's very obvious. He's like, uh, then you, um, you you do the you go through okay here's what you Lime, do. get ashley <laughs> she can help me walk me through this here's what you do with this um he also says they'll need six guys to pull off the job monster only wants to use five but rudy insists he also wants a gun but monster says no uh says they need disguises and monster reveals this row of santa outfits that they're yep. all gonna wear. ho 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 Ho, ho, ho. Uh, what do you say to Santa's, Santa's dwarves? Uh, back at the room, Rudy uses one of the darts Monster threw at him to unscrew the bed frame, and he gets free. Escapes out the window, narrowly avoids Monster's goons. Then he goes back in the hotel for some reason. I don't know why. He's like, Yeah, he could just get away. Oh, he's drunk. Unless he's going back for her. But he thinks she's in on it at this point. Or does he? Because didn't he say, like, I think I was falling in love with you or I don't know. Yeah. I I can't uh... follow his logic because he's all over the place, as is every character in this movie. Um, Anyway, back at the room. Oh, no. he Yeah. OK, so they, he goes back in the hotel. He hears Ashley screaming from the pool, the indoor pool. And sees her in there with Monster. And this is where shit gets weird. Real weird. So, apparently Monster and Ashley grew up in the South because they are banging. (laughs) Charlie's Theron is topless. Again. Uh, Rudy is ready to bolt, right? He's like, oh, she's using me. Because she clearly states here. She's like, the more he loves me. Mm-hmm. Uh, the better the intel's gonna be, the easier this is gonna go off. And he's like, all right, fuck this. And he decides to bolt. But then he sees Clarence Williams and Dana Logue, or Donna Logue, coming up his way, uh, talking about Jumpy's multiple ex-wives. Did you catch that? <laughs> like, yeah, there, it, yeah, it's just a, a little aside, but poor Jumpy, man. He just wants love. He just wants to find love. Uh, Rudy hears Clarence Williams say he needs to go check on Rudy. Or check on Romeo, as he calls mm-hmm. it. Um, bolts back to his room. 
uh, hot wires the electronic door lock, reattaches himself to bed frame, which, by the way, I'm not entirely sure someone who knows how to hotwire a car can just automatically hotwire a hotel lock. I think it's different. Joe, electricity is electricity. It's all the same. Circuitry is circuitry. Um, but one's wires, I don't know. Anyway, uh, so uh, for some reason, he stays through the night. He stays. Yeah. I don't know why. Because um, he knows now that he's completely being set up by everybody. <laughs> yeah. He He's like, everybody's against me. I better hang out just in case. The next morning, Monster sees the pay-per-view bill is like a hundred bucks. Should have taken the remote too. <laughs> yeah, don't whip the remote. Don't make a guy angry and then give him carte blanche to just charge you for stuff. But it's okay. It's not Gabriel's money. It's not. It's isn't it? Um, it's jumpies. It's jumpies. <laughs> yeah. Because he's like, my credit card was in there, man. That's why he was having a conversation with one of his many ex-wives. The ex was what the fuck is on our credit card bill? Exactly. <laughs> Just also, became an ex-wife. Also, I forgot to note um, when when before they check out when when they check on uh, Nick slash Rudy in the room and he's just like chilling. Yeah, he's just laying on the floor, just throwing cards like he's playing some sort of game, but he's just like picking it up and just like throwing it like he's just tossing cards. It's like 52 card, the slowest game of 52 card pickup. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, But also he's holding up the bed frame with his foot, which yeah. fucking has to hurt so bad. Well, yeah, he, when it comes off, he's like, ah, yeah, um, Monster shoots at Rudy. Now this is the next day. Uh, with a realistic water pistol, says that it'll be his robbery gun. Yeah. He gives him a water pistol. Uh, C. Oh, this is where C. W. laughs and says something about Santa's dwarves. Rudy corrects him and says elves, but C. W. just laughs it off. Like he didn't even hear it. Yeah, because he's like, no, they're they're dwarves. They're little people. They don't like. That'd be great if he gets all PC. He's like, they don't like to be called elves. They like to be called holiday time little people. Yeah. <laughs> um, on holiday, not nothing specific. It doesn't yeah, have to not, be specific. non-denominational holiday. Uh, God damn it! I thought we are done with Ben Affleck narration. <laughs> he props him with the narrations again. Um. Rudy tries to talk Donald Logue out of the robbery. Donald Logue laughs and offers Rudy a bottle of alcohol. Rudy gets an idea, fills his, his, uh, actually, I don't even know if this is a plan or an idea. He's just like, this will be a fun way to drink alcohol. (laughs) I think that's what it is. He's like, you know, it'd be fun if I put booze in my water, in my squirt gun, in my squirt gun. And then I'll spray him at those guys and play a trick on them. They'll be like, Oh, Just guys having fun. Again, I don't know if he's scared for his life or what. I don't know. He's having too much fun with all this. Yeah. Um, Now we're in the midst of the robbery, which is second to last scene of this movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jack is hanging out in the security room with the guards. We get three guards names, Tom, Ed, and Don. And we still don't know two of the gang members' names. (laughs) That's true. We don't have Pug yet. And we don't have... Uh, Merlin. Right. We have Jumpy. That's it. Oh, that's it. And Monster, of course. Uh, stupid, loud, obnoxious Ben Affleck and Santa outfit 
barges in with Jumpy. This is Ben, you be you time. <laughs> yeah, they're just like, Ben, just just go crazy. Uh, he's also in uh, Jumpy's also in the Santa outfit and they start throwing money around big time mall Santas. You know, that that big time mall Santa money. There's also a moment where Jack is like, this is what I like. This is finally we get some high rollers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, anybody in there is a high roller. I guess so. Yeah, literally anybody who doesn't just come for like the free drinks at the table. Yeah, the free shrimp cocktails. Right. Uh Jumpy asks the waitress how she's doing. She's still fucking freezing, which is actually a good callback. <laughs> he just asks her aside. It's right, because Clarence Williams asked her before. Now it's Jumpy. It's like, hey, how you doing? And she's like, fucking freezing. <laughs> it's like, this is the the kind of woman who, like, she just has her standard go-to line. So, but the reason that's funny is because before all of that, we got Jack Bangs, like, pleading with the native, the natives. And he's like, we got the skimpiest dressed waitresses in the state. Well, she's just got that, you know, in the service industry, you have that, like, that line, your just go-to line, where, you know, it'd be like, right. you know, like, when I was in insurance, people would be like, how's it going? I'd be like, good. And if it wasn't, you wouldn't care. I'd be like, Haha. Or I'd be like, <laughs> I'd say, I can't complain. And if I did, you wouldn't want to listen. Right. Yeah, yeah one of so those that, lines. Yeah, one of those to lines. To transition into the actual conversation. Exactly. Uh, Rudy is berating an old man for not playing blackjack right. A.K.A. being a cock. We've he all full health, full health on this guy. We've all met this guy, especially. I don't know what it is about blackjack, but that is such that is an archetypal blackjack player. Like every time you sit down, you just want to have a good time and like learn. Maybe you're just learning how to play. But every blackjack player thinks they know the right way to play. And if they bust out, you played wrong. You yeah, you were taking their cards that they were supposed to get, but you played wrong. Right. I mean, it's the it's the same. It's the gambler archetype where it's like I did everything right. Everybody else screwed up. Like the people who get mad when, you know, you get beat on the river by somebody who limped in with like three six offsuit. It's like, what are you doing? Right. You were supposed to play that hand. It's the same. Yeah, it's or the some same other archetype. guy stayed in and it threw up the cards that were distributed and all yeah, that shit. A whole nightmare. So uh, Monster shows up. Jumpy positions by the cashier. Uh, Rudy starts getting real rowdy. <laughs> Flips blackjack table over and tackles the old man to the ground. I'm fairly certain that you're not allowed to do this. Yeah. And the old man has the best line in the movie. He says, why don't you go find a chimney and fall in? Yeah, not bad. That's a good old yeah. man insult. Yeah, to a guy dressed as Santa. Uh, Monster sneaks through the door after the security guards storm the floor. Mm -hmm. And finds out Rudy's directions were bs <laughs> pretty quick quickly right off the bat because he said all right go right and right and he starts to go right and it's just a wall and he's it's like, just oh, damn it <laughs> but then he knows the security room he busts into the security room well he tried he first he busts into a, a there must have only been two doors i guess yeah uh but anyway he busts into the security room uh and starts firing into the ceiling yeah then Clarence Williams shows up and starts aiming a gun at the security guards on in the pit, on the casino pit. Uh, they lock everyone in the broom closet. Uh, I do like I do kind of like the scene when Ben Affleck's like, all right, everyone in here, do as my friends say, they're psychopaths. And then he locks them in, and then he just kind of looks, turns around, squirts, squirts it, and he's like, ah. he's like, ah. 
Uh, Donald Logue finds out there's no code for the count room. So there's a lot of things that are just not adding up right off the yeah. bat. Donald Logue's like, I knew it. Nobody listened to me. But then instead of like turning around saying, this is fucked, guys. Let's get out of here. He bursts through uh, the door. The guards are, of course, armed. And he gets blasted. Um, and he's dead. Uh, Clarence Williams retaliates by blowing away all the guards in the count room. Yeah. Uh, two out. Shot, I would say, because there's three guys in there, and he just <laughs> takes them all he's, out. Yeah, he's just empty. Well, it's a shotgun. That's why he's just emptying a shotgun in yeah. the room. There's nowhere but, for them to go. Be, oh, there most definitely is. There's two of them are standing behind a giant metal table. Oh, that's true. They could have flipped the table. <laughs> Although the table had money on it, so maybe it was too heavy, or maybe it was bolted in to the ground. Or maybe if the guy's just shooting the shotgun straight ahead, you duck. That's true. Or find a wall. <laughs> yeah. Um, two outdoor security guns point their two outdoor security guards point their guns at Clarence Williams. But Ashley comes to the rescue, drives through the casino entrance, and runs them over. Yeah, and these were forest resources guys. These were park rangers. Right. They're- yeah, they're not. The, yeah, exactly. Um. Then she starts rambling to Rudy about small town shit. She's like, so this is where she goes full psycho. She's like, just off the rails. She's like, small town people like you and me, we we got to scrap for everything we got. Yada, yada. You want a future? You stand up and steal it. That's what she said. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Monster starts grilling Jack about the powwow safe. Uh, Jack is beaten half unconscious and is still worried about going back to Vegas. He just keeps on. I can't go back to. It's like, dude. There's a lot, there's a lot, a huge range of out, range of outcomes between you going back to Vegas and what's happening right now. Nobody's forcing you back to Vegas, man. Right, right. Yeah, I don't understand why his mind's there at this moment. Uh, Jack marches Rudy in front of him and asks him if he remembers Nick Cassidy. He does, but of course, Rudy is not Nick Cassidy. And, <laughs> um, and uh, I wanted Donald Logue to be like, all right told you right. just throw his gun down like oh no he's guys. dead he like he like stumbles oh, up the stairs yeah he like stumbles great up. If he got up was like yeah. what the fuck and then he collapsed again. <laughs> i told you um there is uh oh monster gets ready to shoot rudy but he swears there's a powwow safe ashley pleads that they should just get out of there and that there isn't a powwow safe and that the whole thing's falling apart but um yeah okay no no i figured it out uh so anyway the safe is behind the mini bar monster gets jack to open it rudy says pow wow and jack starts off uzis and ar-15s and shit he's got like two uzis in each hand he just whips around with and just lays waste to the room uh it was and and dennis farina really just like unlocks all of his denifrina-ness in this this part yeah he's like powwow and he just whips <laughs> around just like nails everybody everybody ducks nails blows out all the windows he also has a great moment like shortly after this where he's like like kind of a scarface moment where he's like up in the room and he's got like they gave him like weird teeth they gave him yeah. like bigger teeth or something yeah, he's he's a, he's weird, but um, but yeah, he says, "Hey, Santa Claus, welcome to the tomahawk." That's the line he gives him. That's what it is. Welcome to the tomahawk. 
Uh, Monster and Ashley dive out the window while Clarence Williams and Rudy struggle in the office over guns. Uh, Rudy grabs a gun, but it's the water gun. Uh Oh, Oh, no. Which he should have known immediately. Yeah. The weight would be very different. Yeah, and he's been carrying this thing around. He should know exactly what it looks like and to differentiate. Uh, Clarence Williams grabs a cigarette and says, Now, what do you say to Santa's dwarves? And Rudy, noticing that he's lighting the cigarette and realizing he has a gun full of alcohol, says, You say thank you. And he fires the alcohol gun at CW's lighter, spraying flames on him, lighting him on fire. He stumbles back, falls out the window, lands through the car windshield. And this is where we start to get, we start to understand all those dead Santas. Joe, what is this Santa outfit made of? Because it goes up like it's a torch dipped in oil. Yeah, it's wild. Um, it's like it's made out of like, like Kindle. Like he should just be like, what the, what? <laughs> like he should just smack the fire out on his chest. But totally. instead, and it's just, shot him. <laughs> but instead, it's yeah. Instead, it's the you know the guy who was uh, uh, protesting Vietnam. Right, right. He just complete. Yeah, exactly. Like he just immolates himself. Yeah. Um. But then also, I forgot to mention this, but Jumpy got killed by the Uzis when Dennis Farina was going crazy. Um, so he's dead too. So now we've got Donald Logue dead, Jumpy dead, Clarence Williams dead, Ashley and Monster have escaped. Mm-hmm. Or actually, Ashley and Monster are down in the pit. Monster shoot and ki- shoots and kills Jack Bangs first. Uh, then he escapes in a car. Or do they? They meet Rudy out back. It's a really weird scene. So they drive out of there and you're like, they're taking off. Yeah. But then... They meet Rudy out back. Which I can't figure out why. Oh, I guess they have to kill him because they know, they figure he knows a lot about him or something. Well, we find out there can't be two, like, he can't be running around with knowing that Rudy's alive or Nick's alive. Because that's the big reveal. Who can't be running around knowing that Nick's alive? Nick. I don't know, man. They're done done with Nick or Rudy. They're done with Rudy. Okay. They're done with Rudy. So they're going to just off him. Right. But it seems weird when they've caused this big ruckus. The cops are clearly coming. It's dangerous to go back there. So, but they go back there anyway. It's really, it's, it's, it's an interesting move. But it's all to set up this final scene. It's really yeah. more of a narrative device. It's yeah, it, it's to get a new set piece going. That's all it is. It's to transition scenes. Right. Um, so they drive Rudy out to a cliff. Monster says, God bless us, everyone. Which I said is the second bad Christmas pun confirmed, but I there had to be other ones that I missed along the way. Well, there was the part where let's see, there was Ho Ho Ho, Santa's Dwarves, Downer Chimney. Uh, I think that's it. There's that moment where he just breaks into Jingle Bell Rock for no reason. Yeah, him and the boys do a choreographed dance for they, uh, for for uh, Rudy in his room. They're like, we've been working really hard on this. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 basically the scene. There there it's Donald Logue, uh, Danny Trejo, and um, 
Why am I blanking on his name? Williams. Williams. Uh, yes. But they're dressed like uh, the girls in Mean Girls doing Jingle Bell Rock in the little <laughs> skimpy Santa outfits. <laughs> doing the exact same moves. Uh, Monster says, yeah, God blesses everyone. Uh, Monster and Ashley start dumping cash in the car and gasoline, too. Mm-hmm. We finally get all the gang's names. Pug, Arlen, and Jumpy. May they all rest in peace. Merlin. His name is Merlin. Merlin. I said Arlen. May Merlin. they all rest in peace. Those are some weird fucking names. Yeah, I said, may they rest in peace. Am I not? Look at this. <laughs> may they rest in peace. May they rest in peace. Um, in parentheses, Pug knew the whole time. Right. Um, and I'm pretty sure Jumpy was starting to piece it together, too. Uh, Monster starts laying out the whole plan. They're going to frame Rudy for masterminding this thing and burn the car as an alibi for the missing money. Says they scoured the convict personals for a sucker. Mm -hmm. So Rudy starts saying how Nick really loved Ashley and berates her for betraying that. But Ashley counters that she's not the one that fucked a dead friend's girlfriend, and she has a point. (laughs) She's not wrong. She's not wrong. Another terrible movie trope. They're doing the no, Mr. Bond, I expect you to die speech. Like, let me outline the entire plan to you. Right at the end. Yeah. 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 Right at the end. Yep. Um, but also, Ashley mentions that that Nick was shivved. But how could she know that? Uh, I said, oh, right. Because that's like the only way people die in prison. <laughs> yeah. He was really like, how did you know he got shivved? It's like, how did he die? Food poisoning. Really bad food poisoning. <laughs> itself to death. <laughs> Rabid goose attack. <laughs> yeah. It's what like, how think? else do you die it's in prison? fucking prison. What do you think? <laughs> he got his tongue stuck to the pole like the kid in a Christmas story and the guards didn't take him off. He froze you, to death. You ripped his brain clear out of his skull. <laughs> what are you saying? He um, died in his dream, so he died <laughs> for real. Freddy Krueger killed him. <laughs> You idiot. Dude, I would assume it was shiving. I would yeah. I would say that if I heard someone died in prison. I don't well, know here's, anything. Here's the thing, too, is it's like, uh, uh, yeah, you have to be like, just use logic. It's like, he freaks out. He's like, I didn't say he got shivs. She could have just been like, well, how else do you die in prison? And then Ben Affleck's like, uh, oh, you're right. <laughs> Everyone he, I know who died in prison died because they were shivved. <laughs> he fell off his top bunk and slammed his head into the sink. He fell into those metal toilets and there was just no give. <laughs> it's it just it just broke his spine. Um so Monster figures out that he's been played. He's being played, okay? Oh no. Uh just in time to get shot dead by Ashley. Yep, and she is Joe, do you know who she is in this movie? Well, we'll get there because first, we hear some obnoxious Christmas whistling. In the distance. And that's when you whipped your notepad across the room. (laughs) (laughs) And I broke my TV. And so I called Best Buy to ensure that my warranty was still intact. And yes, it was. I got my TV a few days later. I watched the rest of this movie. This can only mean one thing, Jeff. They're like, sir, you know that this doesn't this doesn't 
cover when things get thrown at the TV, right? Except reindeer games. <laughs> they're like, except wait, sir, were you watching reindeer games? Like, yes. He's like, was it the whistling scene at the end? He's like, yes. He's like, we all understand. right, it's, a TV will be at your door tomorrow. <laughs> we understand. This is this is written into the insurance policy. Yeah. We're fine. Um, so Nick Cassidy lives. The real Nick Cassidy. Uh oh. Uh, and Ashley. This was such an obnoxious scene that all it was missing was him coming around the corner going. (laughs) (laughs) Well, bravo, Rudy. Which joke. Rudy, Rudy, Rudy. If Ben Affleck played the real Nick. That's that's how it would be. That's how he would play it. That's how it would work. Well, well, well. Look at the big brain on Rudy. <laughs> uh, and Ashley was Millie Bobeck, fatty, fatty Magoo, <laughs> the that'd whole be, time. That'd be great if there's a, a, a scene that they took out where he's just, where uh, Rudy as Nick is just laying into Millie Bobeck. She's, that'd be great if she's like, tell me about Millie Bobeck. He's like, Ah, oh, she's the worst. Let me tell you about this broad. <laughs> she thought she was so smart. Always planning up heists. <laughs> Talk about how we're gonna make it big. Uh, what a phony, Jeff. Yeah, Holden Caulfield, Joe. Turns out Millie was a waitress at a Detroit bar and came across some gun-running truckers, tricked them into pulling off a robbery for her. Mm-hmm. Nick paid Alamo. So now we get to find out, okay, well, why is Nick alive? This doesn't make sense. He was stabbed pretty good there. Well, Nick paid Alamo to fake his stabbing and paid a guard to spread the word that he died. He had some like homemade blood capsules, which I don't know what you're using in prison to make those things in prison, yeah. but my God, <laughs> it has what to be it disgusting. Is, <laughs> what it is, is it's, he's been for years. He's been, whenever somebody got shivved, he'd run by and he'd gather up a bunch of the blood and like uh-huh. put it uh, and put it in he's like put it in his mouth and he'd spit it out later and then he made the little thing. But no, well, first he, he had actually, to get a job at the cafeteria and what he did was he ripped off the tips of all the gloves of the rubber so, gloves <laughs> and he spit it in there. <laughs> but in. he actually got shivved, Joe. Yes, but we Alamo is apparently so good at anatomy that he <laughs> missed all the vital organs while he was shivving him. That's right. He missed. He hit him like in the spl- uh, the appendix. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, I didn't need that anyways. Um. So Nick paid Alamo to fake this stabbing, and he doesn't care because he's a lifer. Yeah. What does he care? He's got a hundred bucks. Way, like, first of all, okay, I get it. He's a lifer, and I don't know how much he, he paid him a hundred bucks. Uh, yeah, that's like three ramens at the commissary. Like, I think I'd need a little bit more, even in prison, to commit a murder. (laughs) That's crazy. Well, it's a fake murder. The only person who thinks thinks it was a murder was Rudy. That's true. Okay, never mind then. Um, Nick says that even if Rudy bailed, they still could have done the plan without him, which is absolutely correct and makes the whole plot seem kind of pointless. There is no reason for Ben Affleck to be part of this. They could have done this heist years ago. 
Yeah, without Ben Affleck. The, the whole Ben Affleck part is unnecessary. Mm-hmm. And it really rips at the seams of this movie when you realize that at the end. He is Indiana Jones in Raiders of the Lost Ark. He doesn't do anything of consequence to stop them from achieving their goal. It's just after the goal is already achieved. Right, right. Um, Yeah, weird. So Mi- Millie says that witnesses saw five Santas walk into the casino. So they need five dead Santas after. Um, Rudy says, how many things could have gone wrong, huh? A thousand? Some would call that convoluted. <laughs> Some would say this script needs a second pass through. Right. Uh, apparently they only needed Rudy to give them the confidence to give these other truckers the confidence to go in. Which makes zero sense when you realize he was sabotaging the robbery all, robbery all the way through. Joe, it was a Christmas miracle. They <laughs> needed a Christmas miracle, and that's what Rudy gave them. Yeah, and then his I love um I love Nick's explanation. He's like, You think we don't know the definition of a long shot? I'm like, what? <laughs> what? Yeah, what what do you what? It's just a shitty plan. Elaborate? Yeah, it's it's a bad plan. Yeah, that's not an excuse. Um, Rudy cuts his restraints loose as he's in this car that's being they pour gasoline all over. They dump the money in. They're like, oh, the money must have burned up, you know, on the way down kind of thing. Right. Yeah. And he found this. I don't know if we talked about it when he escaped from the room. I think we missed uh, something where he dug through a truck to get the knife. But then he has the hot wire car. Yeah. He has it like it's the Assassin's Creed blade. Like, he's just, like, futzing around with his wrist, and then the blade just, like, shoots out from his wrist. He's like, there we go. From between his his bound wrists, which, how did it ever get in there? Because they yeah. bound his wrist. Because that's him. the thing, is he's got to have, that means he's got it, like, attached to his wrist, like the Assassin's Creed blade that, like, shoots out. I don't get it. Which they would have seen when they were yeah. binding his wrist. I, yeah. Or he could have used it at some point while he was fighting with all of them for stuff. Sure. Before yeah. they tied him up and put him in the car. Exactly. Um, Rudy cuts his restraints loose as Nick and Millie light his car on fire and start rolling it toward the cliff. Rudy uses the knife to hotwire the car, backs it into Nick. Okay, mm-hmm. he throws it in reverse, backs it into Nick. Millie freaks out, starts firing her gun, gets hit and knocked over the cliff by the car. Explosion. Yeah, Rudy, uh, very important point. Rudy jumps out of the car. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he is not in the car when it goes over the cliff. Yes, Rudy's out of the car. Uh, the movie reminds us that the cops will be looking for five dead Santas as we see Rudy get up unscathed. Except for a broken heart, of course. Oh, dude. Two broken hearts. His best friend and his best girl. Betrays I don't him. think Nick's his best friend anymore. <laughs> <laughs> But um, also, I'm 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 very interested as to why Ben Affleck doesn't think on his toes here and slap the Santa outfit over um, Nick. Yeah, it doesn't. I mean, because the five Santas entered, five Santas leave is just their plan. Because here's the thing, Joe. This may surprise you. A lot of people dress up as Santa on Christmas. It's not something that. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> and Joe, 
they don't have to like presumably they leave the heist and they change their outfit so this whole that like there has to be another santa doesn't make any sense at all that's true he could have just tossed the santa outfit in the truck yeah exactly it doesn't make any sense but he decides to wear it because he's actually grown quite accustomed quite quite fond of it well he's going commando under it and all of the clothes were in the truck so that's true Plus, he's very drunk. He's been drinking out of his gun the whole night. So he, he might have a hard time getting the sleeves off. Yeah, he was yeah he was drinking out of the gun. He had so too much gun, and he almost drank out of a real gun. That was yeah, going to be bad. That was scary. Yeah. Uh, Nick is very badly scathed, but still alive. And, oh, <laughs> okay, that's what I said. Because uh, Rudy is unscathed, but Nick is very badly scathed. He's he been run over with a car. He is significantly scathed at this point. Uh, but he's still alive, and he tries to bargain with Nick for his life. Says they can split the money. You know who I would trust? The guy who was part of a multi-year plan to set me up as the fall guy for a multi-million dollar casino robbery. That's the guy I'm going to trust. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had this whole plan for like three years. Yeah, that's that's who I'm, that's who I'm, uh, who I'm definitely throwing my lot in with. Uh, Nick also calls Millie a whore. Yeah. That whore? What do you think I was going to give up my whole... Uh, I was going to kill that fat whore. <laughs> bros, <laughs> that his, last words, his last words were bros before hoes. <laughs> uh, Rudy opts to take all the money instead of splitting it with his piece of shit friend. That's right. And puts the truck with Nick inside into reverse until it flies off the cliff and explodes. A lot of explosions we get at the end here. Uh, yeah, they really jam-packed the explosions at the end. Into the final two. Yeah, final two, uh, uh, final scene. Uh, Rudy grabs the two bags of money and walks all the way home, dropping stacks in every mailbox along the way. This is where you say he's a nice guy, but Jeff, he's assuring that hundreds of families will spend their Christmases in police stations answering questions about how they came into possession of marked bills linked to a casino robbery. The end. Joe, it's not the end, because he gets a call. What? He gets a phone call. What? And it's, Is this a hidden scene? It's the Native American, the older Native American guy. Uh-huh. And he goes, I've complied with your every request. Would you agree? And Ben Affleck says, I would. The Native American guy says, good, because now I have one of my own. Run and hide, asshole. Run and hide. If you should be picked up next week buying a $100,000 sports car in Newport Beach, I'm going to be supremely disappointed because I want my people to find you. And when they do, rest assured we are not going to hand you over to the police. So my advice again to you is this. Run and hide. Okay, that's, this is that's actually what Andy, that's what Andy Garcia says in Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I knew that I remembered that from somewhere. Yeah, no, but yeah, Ben Affleck walks home to Sidna and he's smiling and he's very happy, he's surrounded by family because that is him regaining being Nick. There's two points or being Rudy because there's two points of this movie where he's actually Rudy after he gets out of jail when he gets the pecan pie. And the and the hot chocolate, and when he gets home, and he's happy, and he's smiling, and we get the last great shot of this movie, which is a smirking Ben Affleck. Oh. <laughs> so great. Uh, I never was one much one for the holidays, 
until now. <laughs> and then it's it freeze frames like it's a, a Chuck Norris movie. It has that little fade to black. <laughs> Jeff, you're saying he's a nice guy. Yeah. We're stealing. No, he the, the already low profits from a Native American casino. It's insured, Joe. <laughs> is it? Yeah, that cash is insured. Because, Joe, if there's one thing that we know that Americans do, it's mm-hmm. take care of Native Americans. Yeah. <laughs> it would not backstab them. Everything will be fine. Uh, can you imagine how angry those Natives were? <laughs> well, no, because here's the thing, Joe. Uh, 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 Banks was skimming money from them, and the powwow safe was open. So uh-huh. they now get the money that was in the powwow safe. Which, according to Ben Affleck, is millions. Joe, the reason that this this casino wasn't profitable was because Banks was skimming. You understand That's that? That's true. Yes. 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 So, so all the money that Banks stole from them. You're right. I forgot they never emptied out the powwow safe. Yeah, exactly. So but they here, got like one night's haul for between a thousand and a million dollars. That's true. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess while I was watching the movie, I was so disoriented that I was like, oh, there's no money in that safe. It's only guns. But... There has to be because he was definitely skimming money. Yeah, he was because yeah, there because com- there's that whole scene and I don't know if it's not where they're complaining about profits. Yeah. yeah, he's like, look, we can't make any money, and they're like, this tribe is making five million dollars a year. He's like, it's that tribe, and he's like, well, this other tribe is making thirteen million dollars a year, and he's like, he's like, don't talk to me about <laughs> fucking Iroquois. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, Arr. and that's yeah, setting up. He's clearly the reason this isn't profitable is because he's skimming so much money. Right, right. Because if they didn't have money, why would they hit this casino? Why wouldn't they hit the other casinos? It's true. Yeah. So, Joe. Yes. Reindeer games. (laughs) We're done. (laughs) We're done. So, your thoughts. What'd you think? Great movie. Great? (laughs) Great in this. Okay. So, you know how, like, when you go to a a, a, a fast food place now, the smallest size they'll give you is medium? Yeah. My scale my scale starts at great and then it goes okay. up there. <laughs> okay. So, no, I have watched worse action movies. We both have. Yeah. <laughs> Very recently. I watched, I watched a worse action movie this weekend for fun. Did you? It's called Ava. It's on Netflix. It stars Jessica Chastain and John Malkovich. Don't waste your time. I won't. <laughs> it's not good. It's 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 here, Joe. Let me let me let me uh see if you've ever watched a movie like this before. She is an assassin with uh, a sh- with a questionable past, but uh, a heart, but a heart of gold, Joe. Uh, <laughs> it's like and John, let me assassin. let me guess, let me guess. John Malkovich headed up the is either in charge of her now or was in charge of her back when she was being brainwashed to be an assassin. In charge of her now. Okay, either one of those would have worked. And he's covered up uh, some. Bad things that have, that she did in the past. That would ah, give her... a little born, little born identity in there. No, she did lots of drugs. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> no, she just she's an addict. <laughs> yeah, that's it. So um, good... Okay, that so, movie is worse than Reindeer Games. Uh, fair enough. It sounds bad because it has no Donald Logue. It does have John Malkovich though, which kind of. So Jeff, I thought this movie when I was young was very stupid, but very entertaining. I was a little worried the second time around, but you know what? It was entertaining. 
I, I, I was entertained the first time. Not exactly rewatchable. If you try to rewatch it immediately after, it's a slog. You're I like, yeah. I haven't watched this movie in 15 years. Mm-hmm. Like, remember I texted you? I forgot that Ashton Kutcher was in it. Oh, yeah, everyone did. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, my God, it's Ashton Kutcher. But, yeah, it's not a it's not a, re, a great rewatchable movie. But right. it's better than Ava, which was barely a watchable movie. Okay. <laughs> I mean, there is, there is that. I mean, so, um, Joe, are you ready yes. to talk about next week's movie? Jeff, I'm ready to find out about next week's movie. So, so, again, what Joe and I have done is we have each gifted a movie to the other one. And while Joe is opening it, I'm going to read some facts about the movie that Joe is about to find out about. This movie is number one on Rotten Tomatoes' list of the 100 worst-rated movies of all time. Oh, my God. This movie is one of two movies in Rotten Tomatoes' history to get 0%. (gasps) I know what it is. (laughs) Jeff, here's how exciting this is. I almost got this one and for you. And I backed out because I had a feeling you were going to get it for me. This one is gross less than 30% of its budget at the box office, making it one of the biggest box office failures in film history. Jeff. This Joe, has, is this package open yet, man? This has to be X versus Sever. No, Joe. It's ballistic X versus Sever. <laughs> Oh my, did you get yourself a copy? <laughs> Dude, you can't stream it. Oh, that's right. You can only buy copies of this movie. You yeah, cannot you stream this. Get the gift. Yeah. That's amazing. Did you get a note? Uh, Enjoy your gift from Jeff Crisco. That is the standard note. So if you guys don't know what Ballistic Exorcist ever is, it is an action movie starring Antonio Banderas and Lucy Liu from 2002. And it's the description is, Tasked with destroying each other, an FBI agent and rogue DIA agent soon discover that there's a much bigger enemy at work. And Joe, this movie is a disaster when you look at the facts about it. They are the third combination that they went with for this movie. Uh-huh. It, was, it was written for Wesley Snipes and Jet Li. Oh, wow. And then the second option was Vin Diesel and Sylvester Stallone. And they ended up at the third string of Antonio Banderas and Lucy Liu. (laughs) Lucy Liu. (laughs) That's like a late 90s, early 2000s, like Mad Lib casting. That's true. My God. Jeff, I love that you went also DVD. (laughs) They don't sell Blu-rays. Okay. Okay. Joe, you don't understand how little they want copies of this movie. People to have this. (laughs) There's... Only DVDs, no digital copies, and I was really afraid it was going to be in uh, full screen, but it is widescreen, Joe. So it is widescreen. I'm seeing that, Jeff. I'm very excited. Uh, th- you can see here, protected by anti-theft security system, because <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot of people attempting to steal this movie. What it is is it was people who made the movie, um, who distributed the movie, who I believe is uh, Paramount. Oh, it's Warner Brothers. They, they don't were. Want- to get the package open. <laughs> they were destroying copies of it. It was an E.T. Uh, Atari situation. Um, all right, Jeff, I'm going to read the description, but first I'm going to read the only positive words ever uttered about this film. 
Smart, Lethal, and Sexy, One Hell of a Wild Ride by Richard Reed, Northwest Cable News. (laughs) Okay, here's the description. It's the ultimate in infiltration, the maximum in lethalness. Super operatives X and Sever both want to get their hands on a newly developed micro-robotic assassination device. But each spy (laughs) finds something blocking the way, something named X, or something (laughs) named Sever. (laughs) Antonio Uh... Banderas and Lucy Liu go ballistic as foes destined, if they survive their personal war, to take on the forces pitting them against each other. Hollywood first-timer Kaos. Chaos? Chaos. <laughs> with a K? <laughs> Chaos with a K directs, orchestrating a bullet ballet of action that includes hand combat, wall-shredding street battles, even a runaway bus that flips on its flips on its side. I love how they have to point That's that out. Box? You get a bus that flips, yes. <laughs> Wait, Joe, there's more. A bus that flips on its side, splits in two, and skids along in flames with X aboard. <laughs> this is just a scene in the movie. They just describe a scene in the movie on the back. Dude, Fast and Furious would never be like, this movie even has a bus that flips over. <laughs> oh, God. So A ride uh, like this waits for no one. Hop on. No, thank you. Um, so we will oh, yeah. be back next time, Joe, with Ballistic X versus Ever, which it sounds like a Matrix ripoff, right? Not really. It sounds well, like the studio was like, this needs to be the Matrix. So that'll be very interesting to see how that works out. Yeah, there was this movie with Christian Bale back in the day where he plays an assassin who's fighting another assassin. Equilibrium? Yes. Yeah, it kind of seems like an equilibrium knockoff. I think I think e- so I think equilibrium and X versus Ever is the um deep impact to the Armageddon. Sure. Yeah. Where it's, yeah, it's based cuz that that was also 2002 and they both came out in the wake of uh the Matrix. So it's this like gun kata is like what they call it, like the gun right. uh martial arts. So So like like the Matrix without the sci-fi yeah, the just the just the the bullet time and all the cool stuff. Right. None of that computer nerd stuff. Yeah, nerds. Nerds. All right, Joe, let's call it here. So, thank you for listening to this episode of the Reactionaries podcast. Uh, we will be back next time with Ballistic colon X versus Sever, and I will find out what terrible movie Joe picked for me. So for Joe, this is Jeff. Thanks for listening. Take care, and you have a good one. I'm going to go get me a piece of pecan fucking pie. And some hot chocolate. I am a poor boy to pa-rum-pum-pum-pum. I have no gift to bring pa-rum-pum-pum-pum. That's fit to give a king pa-rum-pum-pum-pum. Rum-pum-pum-pum. Rum, bum, bum, bum. Rudy Duncan, honey, we still gotta spend Christmas together.